This week's episode of the Co-Optional Podcast is proudly sponsored by Squarespace. Get 10% off your first order at squarespace.com slash co-optional. Create your own professional-looking website with no prior knowledge required at squarespace.com slash co-optional. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the co-optional podcast for the 20th of June 2015. I am literally the only enthusiastic person here today. <laughs> Everyone else is Welcome to dead. the co-optional sleepcast. They're dead. <laughs> I'm not dead, I'm just me. Good yeah. night. Do- Dodger's <laughs> even paler than usual. Uh, Crendor so is... What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know what... You, your face is just very, very blown out. Let's yeah. just put it that way. I don't know what's going on with that. Like... I think it's because my background has been so dark, so it's Possibly. my my camera gets really confused on how like balance light. There you go. That's yeah. a little better. Yep. Jesse has bronchitis, so that's, oh, that's even funny. better. <laughs> uh, yeah. Great. I'm sunburned. Yeah. This, Yay! This is, is going to be a great show. This is gu- guaranteed to be a fun. And I wasn't even at E3. So this is going to be brilliant. Awesome. The best E3 wrap-up show you can imagine. Completely Ever. and totally <laughs> useless. But before we go on, of course, I'd like to thank our sponsor for the show, Squarespace, today. And I'd like to remind you that they're actually sponsoring a Hearthstone tournament called Vulcan Deckmasters, which you can find out all about over at deckmasters.vulcan.com. It kicks off on June the 22nd with a $50,000 prize pool. Trump's yeah. playing in it, incidentally, as well as a bunch of other people, including show uh, that guy with the strange hair, this guy who... Thinks he goes to the gym, but really oh my doesn't. God. It's probably I thought that fake. these were actual names, and I was like, "What the fuck? Like, that lazy now?" <laughs> been weird like that, you know? Yeah, Hearthstone has just developed like really weird name mechanics for everybody. Yeah, it's just a little bit weird. But uh, the, the website was, of course, designed on Squarespace. Of course, it was. So deckmasters.vulcan, that's spelled V-U-L-C-U-N.com. For all the information on that, if you want to watch a good Hearthstone tournament, it kicks off on June the 22nd. And we'll be playing every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday until July the 17th. And the schedule is available on the website. All right, welcome to the Quartial Podcast. We do occasionally talk about video games. Oh, who to start with? Who to start with? Oh, God. We need dwarf names for you. Misery, dull, and dying. There you go. That'll, that'll do the job. We'll, 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 Am I dull or no? Or that's Crando. That's Crando. Yeah, Your misery. Uh, <gasps> there you go. Misery. Welcome <laughs> to the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was the best you could go with. All right. Fair enough. Dull. Oh, are we doing like legit intros right now? <laughs> no. Well, we could. <laughs> I mean, a, a we don't have to. Hi. No. I was at E three for one day. Really? Only one. Yeah. She was. What, I only it? wanted to be there for one day. I don't actually blame you that much for that. <laughs> it's gotten to the point, especially with uh, an event like E3, where like one day and you're just wiped forever. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to spend one day on the floor, try to hit everything that I'm interested in, maybe get surprised by a couple of cool things, and then peace, peace out. Get the hell out of there. I, so you're I saying don't... you saw two things. I saw, I saw a few, I saw a few stuffs. 
Three things. <laughs> I saw three steps. I was told lines were a problem, and it, especially if you were trying to beat Walmart there, then you were screwed. Yeah. Oh, Walmart I gaming. mean, HP also works. HP? Wow. Yeah, they cut or, me in line yep. several times. And now or I Adam learned HP Sessler. is still a thing. Adam Sessler cut all the lines. Oh, of course he did. Uh, yep. I mean, <laughs> the worst lines were for VR, for sure. Yeah, I didn't get to do any VR stuff, but I heard so many stories from all of my friends who were dedicated enough to stand in those lines. Okay. I don't know. Did Krender or Jesse, did either of you get to do like HoloLens or Morpheus or anything? That was the first thing yep. we did. Oh, That's so jealous. The first thing we did was HoloLens. Right. Well, I guess we can yep. talk about that just a little bit later on. And we'll go th we're going to be going through pretty much everything today. Everything you guys played, we'll go through all the major conferences and all that kind of thing. Save you the trouble of watching that, bollocks, because it's a lot of, lot of guff. Let me put oh, it that yeah. way. Krender, welcome oh, to the show. The oh, sorry, Dodger. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the show. Ignore, ignore hey. that that happened. Dodger, Thanks. you are hey. not here now. Krender, welcome to the show. Yes, uh, I am Crendor, also known as Dull. Uh, <laughs> I am here uh, again. <laughs> I am here a lot. Uh, yep. Like like Jesse always says, I'm the herpes, and I accept it. Uh, keep coming here. back. Just keep coming back. Yeah. Uh, well, we but, needed uh, someone who had actually been to E3, and like yeah. that kind of did narrow it down just a little bit. So that was all that three days. Yeah, all three days I was there. I have all the experience, far more than Dodger, and, uh, that's true. you know, that's, that's, yeah, that's my Jesse, intro. your impending yes. death is, is on the cards. Hi, I'm jump. death, um, <laughs> destroyer of worlds. I, uh, also went to E3 and progressively got better until I got worse. Right. <laughs> and now I am a mess, so. No, it's okay. Yeah, there's Equivalent a exchange. They made you sicker, and then you got verified on Twitter. No, yeah. oh, you got. So how the fuck did you get verified on Twitter, and I haven't been? What the? <laughs> well, hell? to be fair, to be fair, out of all of us, Jesse's the only one who actually has his for reals name on there. Is that really? why? Is that really the reason? That helps. It helps a lot. Yeah. So if I tell my guy to go change my thing to it, 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 to, is it like the username, or is it like tell just that the name of it? Toast Ken. Yeah, Kenpai the Senpai, fuck or yourselves. The, a million yeah. other Other names people that, got it without Everybody name, thought so just, I was being so mean because like- It's ridiculous bullshit random so nonsense, salty, isn't it? Really? I know, Jesse tweeted being like, hey, I got verified and I just wrote back, fuck yourself you. in all caps. <laughs> I don't even and know why we like, care so much about Dodger? this. Like, I really don't. I care. I want to be able to stalk celebrities and have their phones be like, somebody with a check mark is stalking you and have yeah, them be like, who's that? Oh, it's, I want to let you know. Oh, it's a, oh, it's a super weird. It updates your iPhone app. It's pretty great, guys. Oh God, oh, damn God. it! There's a filter <laughs> now. It. It's, there's a filter for only other checkmark people. What? Oh, shit. <laughs> so silly. That's the only that, reason I want it too. That sounds incredible. Like I could ignore the entire world if I get that yeah. feature. Yeah, literally all of us. Gimme, 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 gimme. Jesse, you'll only hear from Jesse. I hope you're oh, ready no. for that. Oh no. Okay. All right. <laughs> Suddenly, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> Just. <laughs> It's uh, verification on Twitter is so weird. Like it's been such this weird arcane process. You go to the website, you look at the FAQ. It's like, how do you get verified? You don't. It's like yeah, we just yeah. randomly <laughs> choose people. Like, okay, fantastic. Even when like Maker and stuff, like big studios, like, hey, verify these people. They're like our network yeah. talent. They're just like, eh, maybe. Yeah, they give, I, I know I was on a list two months yeah. ago to be verified, and yeah. it just never happened to anybody on the list. So I've been on know. the list a bunch too, and like. They give weird reasons that wind up not being true, like, oh, well, we only verified people who had a million or more subscribers on YouTube. 
I'm like, and that's that not, true not being true. Yeah. You verify these people and they don't. Whatever. Whatever. Twitter, whatever. <laughs> I'll beat you one day. Twitter is so silly. Salty. <laughs> so salty. <laughs> no. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah, I mean, as people point out, there's like people with 9,000 followers that got verified. It's it's such a weird process. Anyway, yeah. it, it also doesn't matter at all. Like, in, in any way. But it's just people who are important to the cultural narrative. It's just the people cultural who are narrative. Cultural narrative. All right. Okay. That I'm sounds there. like a bollocks turbo. I have a figurine. I can't. I want, wait, wait, wait. Guys, guys. I want to show you how important I am to the cultural narrative here really okay. quickly. So I got an email uh, this last week uh, from MSNBC. Oh yeah, and it was hey, we want to invite you on an MSNBC show. Oh god, talk about internet privacy. I swear to God, that is a and very this... bad idea. By the way, wait, are you ready for this? This is the best part. We noticed you had tweeted back in 2013. LOL. Don't care if NSA follows me. Video games and the occasional midget tentacle porn aren't going to set off flags. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. I read it. That's I wonder it if this is some kind of ambush. I would. I actually got invited on MSNBC a, a, ages ago to like, hey, you want to come talk about gaming? Game? No, 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 no. Oh Stay the yeah. fuck away from me. I'm, an, no I'm culturally important now, guys. I'm so sorry. I've just I'm in the ethos. I'm out there. What can uh. I say? Oh, God. Our culture is doomed. Doomed. <laughs> Welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast. We do occasionally talk about video games. We're talking about E3. So let's start. Right, okay. So here's how we're going to roll the show. We're going to start by talking about the stuff that you guys got to see at E3. And we'll, you know, we'll go around the room talking about that. And then we'll get on to the conferences and all the major announcements. And we'll chew through that for the next couple of hours. And then that'll be the show, I imagine. So that sounds good. Let's do that. All right. So who to start with? Well, Crendor was on the floor the most... So, and he's also the one that seems the least Lies. sick right now. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, sick as a dog, was on the floor the most. All right, we'll start with Jesse. Okay, talk for the next 20 minutes. Fuck Trendor. He went off and, like, <laughs> ate food and had fun. I was running around like a psychopath. I wonder if that's um, what made your disease worse. I mean, I wonder if that might be oh, a possible. Every single convention, mm -hmm. by the way, every convention, Jesse's like, you know what? I think next time I'm just going to... I'm just gonna walk around and enjoy it. I'm not gonna make any. You don't you know... do that at E. You can't enjoy E3. That's not what E3 is for. Every, it sucks every the life convention, out of Jesse winds up just only being in meetings. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I just followed him to his liar. meetings. Here's the thing, though. You get some really cool. Like the last thing I saw the last day was got hands on with Deus Ex, and it was so fucking cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was so cool. So um, let's start, I'll start there because I had the most fun. Um, so it was. They showed you an intro bit. Where you, it was a video that was sort of like a cutscene where you're getting off a train somewhere in the middle of Europe and um, you are going through all these checkpoints. And it's two years after the last game. Yeah. And because last game, all the spoilers, all the like robot people, the augments go fucking nuts, um, they're put into ghettos. And so your mission is you have to go into this ghetto, find this guy who's the leader of this augment right movement, and you have to bring him back with you. And so the mission, it didn't give you a lot of story, but it just, you know, this is the basic mission. So when you go through the, the ghetto, it's now very high. So they've increased the height of where you can move around. So you have much more places you can go. So you can sneak through apartment buildings. You can sneak through air ducts. You can sneak through all these places. And I was the only person in this room not, like, uh, sneak. Everyone else is just murdering everything else. And oh. so... 
by the time you it's get to the guy, the point of Deus Ex, that is. Yeah. Yeah. They're just killing everyone, getting the boss. So when you get to the guy, and I'm sneaking through air ducts and shit. So by the time you get to the guy, the guy's like, I don't want to come with you. You know, screw you, Jensen. I have a mission. And apparently, and I, I didn't see anyone else's screen, but apparently what happens is with them, if you murder everyone, he's like, why would I come with you? And Jensen's like, you're a, you know, you're a pacifist. And, and if you want to prove you're a pacifist, you'll come with me and you'll, you'll speak to the people. And he's like, you killed all my people. You're a fucking hypocrite, Jensen. And he just kills himself. Right. That is that sounds really similar to the first mission in the original Deus Ex. Actually, the way that the uh, yeah. the guy at the top of the uh, the Statue of Liberty reacted to you if you were a like murderous psychopath. Yeah, and with me, he was like, "All right, yeah, no, you didn't." I like knocked one dude out. He was like, "All right, yeah, no, you've been, you're pretty cool. I can see you're one of us. I'll go with you." And everyone around me is like, "How did you do that?" <laughs> it's called like, Deus well, Ex, I, you idiots. It's got choices. Yeah, I played this game before, so yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was really cool. And, uh, I mean, I didn't get to see a lot, but the stuff we did get to see looks better, plays better. Um, the cover mechanics are uh, a little bit better than they were before. I can't say that they're way better, but I think they're better than, they, than it was before. Mm-hmm. And um, story-wise, I mean, I have no clue what's, what's happening in it, but it was fun. I, I was like, I love you so much. And then <laughs> um, right before that, since we're on the – talking about yesterday, I saw uh, Masters of Orion – the the reboot. Ah, the re- the new one, yes. Yeah, and I didn't expect to see it because I went to Wargaming and they were going to talk. I was I was there to see uh, World of Warships because I'm yeah. super excited for that game, and um, I uh, they popped in. The guy popped in. He's like, I'm going to talk to you about Masters of Orion. I might have been out of the room of all the people there. I might have been the only person who was actively like, <gasps> everyone else was just waiting for World of whatever, and this guy was eventually just talking directly at me, and so I was just like. <gasps> Tell me about this game. It's real. I think they changed Master of Orion. Uh, it's less 4X-y, more civilization-y. Mm. Like it, all the, that doesn't sound all good. the, all the characters, uh, like even the screens. When you talk to them, are very civilization-y. You have sort of a guy who helps you in each each um, species. Uh, the way the worlds work, y- you still move. Like the uh, your people from production to farming to science, like you can still move them between the things. Like you have little meeples you can move, um, and you can yeah. create your fleets and you can travel around. It's like a weird hybrid of the two. Okay. So, I mean, I love Civilization, so I'm not going to complain at all. It looked really cool. I was the only effing person who was actually interested in the room. I was like. <gasps> I love you. So it's we'll really depressing to me that uh, I assume some of these people in the room are pressers that they wouldn't know about Master of Frickin' Orion. I mean, come on. When, it was weird. When did it you was... start gaming exactly? <laughs> I mean, they might have known, just might have not cared because just it was weird care. to have yeah. yeah this strategy game where they were showing off uh, World of Tanks for Xbox One and World of Warships. So I maybe those people anyone came would for show that. up to go and look at World of Tanks. this game has been out for years who cares there was yeah apparently the the kids were all excited but um yeah i I think the the big thing that crendor and i did the very first day was we went and did the uh halo experience the halo experience okay (laughs) it was 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 like a little ride you got in a mine cart and just rode around the halo experience i mean pretty much okay Um, it was, you got to wear the hollow lens. And so you would go in and they measured your eyes to see how far apart your eyes were. Okay. And then you walked into what was basically a 
battleship, like some cruiser yeah, from spaceship. Halo. Yeah. And you went to this Spartan briefing room. And so you would sit down in these chairs and then they'd come and they'd put this headset on you. And there was no wires, no giant battery packs. It was really, it was kind of cool um, and really impressive. And then so you would, they'd point you at a wall and they'd be like, do you see the dots? We're going to calibrate it. Mm-hmm. And then you would um, start to see little things appear. And they'd be like, all right, you're good to go. Go and turn and walk the, like walk down the hallway. So when you stood up, you turn, you look down the hallway and like waypoints would appear in your like line of sight. Right. And they'd be like blinking. And, and so you'd start to follow them. And of course I was fucking blown away. I was like, holy shit. And so you walk down the hallway and then you turn and now you're seeing drop ships and carriers like in the hangar bay, but only through your glasses. And then you go to this uh, briefing room table and then like Spartan Jennifer Hale pops up and starts talking to you and runs down the map you're about to do. It was really, really cool. And then they took it off and they're like, go play Halo. <laughs> they're like, oh, <laughs> Halo. like, yeah. But it was really cool. The technology was awesome. It's totally a gimmick. I don't know what the Yeah, fuck I was about to ask you what, and I've been trying to figure this one out for myself, exactly what functionality it would have that's kind of useful to a core gamer on a regular basis. And I'm not really coming up with too many. I don't know. I also think if it's calibrated poorly, the box of which you see stuff in your line of sight is out of whack. So some people had really tiny boxes. Some people had like abnormally weird boxes. Like, yeah. So there's a lot of problems with it too. I think I was lucky that I, I had like, they set it up. Crendor and I were the first people to go okay, on yeah. Thursday or no, what? Uh, Tuesday. Sorry. Tuesday. Yeah. We were the first people to go ever. So they were like on the game then, but I imagine as the thing went on, they were just like, get them through. So, um, yeah, it worked. It worked great. It looked cool. It was really impressive because they sent the sound like through your bones. Yeah, so, yeah. that's what everybody. Yeah. Sam was yeah. telling me about that. That like, yeah, they send sound through your temples instead of putting yeah. anything in your it, ears. And I was like, what? That. Yeah. So you, you, it was literally just a headset, no headphones, no nothing, and it was just around your eyes. And they had like a little thing that like went the other way that sort of strapped onto your, it held it in place. But it was really cool technology. Totally gimmicky. I see no way it'll be used in any like applicable video yeah. game. Yeah, the only thing Ask. that um, the only thing that I can think that it would be really cool for is like a a DM style of thing. Like if you were mm. if you were playing some sort of a tabletop game or any sort of a game where it's like you versus multiple people, mm-hmm. like being able to see a whole map and like move it around and do things with well, it, like, that would be super cool. That's the way they used it. In the middle of the room where Jennifer Hale sort of like talking to you, they brought up the map of the thing you were going to play and they broke it down into sections and then brought up like these enemies will appear here and attack this guy to do this and then your mm-hmm. team will come here. And it was all in this like round circular like uh, like ready room area. And it was really like that was really impressive. And then they were like, um, now go play Halo, take off your thing, go play Halo. But then they were like, we're giving you a little USB stick and an arrow just appeared and started pointing at it. Like, it was really cool. Everything it about like it was awesome. you were uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and the, like, the thing pops up in Star Wars, where she's like, help me, Obi-Wan. It was like looking at that. <laughs> pretty much that. Okay. It's pretty much that. The technology's awesome. I don't know how they will use it. Like, I, it, was, it was one of those things that was clear that it was there for the gimmick, because then they were like, now go play Halo. Like, okay, mm. 
sure. Tell me about the, the box, because a lot of the people that watched the presentation for Microsoft, they actually kind of faked it, basically. They, they, they did. Yeah, they faked yes. the whole yeah. thing. And then people who they didn't used fake this... the whole thing they made it they made it seem like you could see a bigger scope than you can that's so, what i kept reading so jesse yes. can you t- tell me about the box like how how much of the uh you know how does it i, I can't even explain it because i've not used it so you know, what is I'm what is the box to, how does it work i'm going to do some awesome symbolism here for you okay <laughs> so imagine this tissue because i have many of them right <laughs> didn't mean to do that just Press the window key. All right, so like, if this tissue, the whole thing, is your entire field of view, okay, this is what you actually see the holographic stuff through. Right. So you're only getting a certain like if you're looking straight on, you're seeing the holographic stuff. But if you look around, like there's clearly a area in which only the holographic stuff appears. Okay. Other than that, if you look like above or you move your head. It'll it'll vanish from your line of sight. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it's it's I would say it's about like if if you put glasses on or whatever and you had like your field of view vision, it's about half of whatever your normal field of view is. So it's right. like they take that and it's like in the middle. So if you're standing and uh, staring at something and then you look up, you're gonna lose a little bit of what you're seeing. Makes sense. Okay, fair enough. So I mean it's it's definitely early, like a work in progress kind of thing. But it was one of those things that also calibration-wise, some people's boxes were little tiny ones. Some people's were, were like big but out of focus. So it was one of those things that I think as they tried to hurry people through as time went on, a lot of people had different experiences. Yeah, and the reports are that they're not going to be increasing the size of that box in the final version. They're saying, look, you know, this is pretty much the field of view you're going to get. So. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how useful that ends up being. Uh, some people are asking in the chat, how was it with glasses? Did you have to take yours off? No. Uh, it's the first VR, AR, well, anything. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say AR. Yeah. That I they let me keep my glasses on, and it didn't get mashed up against my face. Right. Because they just like put it out a little further, and they were like, all right, you're good. And it okay. felt great. I mean, I think personally that's why I was more impressed, because I could keep my glasses on and use it. And Oculus and Morpheus and all that stuff. Every time I use it, they're like, uh, you can keep your glasses on. And I try to, and it just won't fit around my big fat head. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, I have to take my glasses off. And at that point, it's just blurs and shapes. And I'm like, well, yeah. I'm sure this was awesome, but <laughs> I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, I mean, like you said, it seems like exciting technology, but the applications. Like, yeah. I mean, the applications are going to be emergent, are they? I can see some situations where, and this is an extremely expensive way of doing things, where you could like have sort of a, a social game where everybody sees different things, like in their lens. Oh yeah, that would be kind of cool. But in, also, I mean, yeah, let's just get our three Hololens owning friends over, and I'll get my Hololens, and uh, you know they can drive over in their Porsches to get here. And, you know, we can drink some champagne, eat some caviar, and then, you know, just beat on some poor people while, you know, we play the simulator. So, sorry, the last bit may be n- not quite part of the party. You know, maybe that was just my own personal but thing. It, but it reminds me of what everyone thought Google Glass was going to offer. Like, you'd see shit yeah. pop up in your field of view, yeah. and you'd have all these cool things happening. And it, like, it honestly felt great seeing 3D things that looked and felt real mm-hmm. in your world that weren't there. Yeah. And it, there was no, you didn't feel ill or sick or you didn't feel nauseous. 
because you were moving around and the waypoints and things as you follow them, if you turned around, an arrow would be like, what are you doing? Turn back around. And so it was like you were in a game. Like everything about it felt really cool, but it was like the most glorified tutorial ever in a video game. Sure. Like it was like, oh, this is a great tutorial for nothing, but it was awesome. <laughs> and yeah, it's one of those things that I think it was really cool to experiment with and play around with at E3. I don't know what the hell the rest of the world's going to use it for, but we'll see. Yeah. And that, in that instance, it was awesome. Yeah. To be fair, if we knew what they were going to use it for, we'd probably be employed by Microsoft by now. So I, I think <laughs> some, some more creative and interesting people will probably come up with something that will work yeah. with it. I mean, it's t AR is a much different platform to VR. VR, you can kind of take your current games, alter them somewhat, and it makes sense. It's like you can yeah. play Hawkin. You know, Hawkin was the demo that I played on Oculus Rift like two years ago. And I could see, yeah, this just works. Like, I mean, it's a cockpit-based game. I'm inside a mech, and it's all-encompassing. This works. I immediately see the application. But for, mm. alt uh, for augmented reality, it's a different matter entirely. And it's not so useful with traditional games, and you're going to have to invent new genres for it. I mean, even when they showed Minecraft, yeah, the demonstration was cool as hell, but all of the stuff he was doing was ultimately useless. You know, it, it, Being no in the one... room was even weirder. Like, when they did the Minecraft demonstration, and, and watching the guy on stage look at nothing... Mm. And then seeing it on the screen, it was real trippy. Everyone in the room's like, "What's he looking at?" It was <laughs> yeah. it was weird. Yeah, yeah. If you were watching the stream, you basically saw an extrapolation using the special camera of his feed. But you know, it what it didn't show was the box and everything like that. It seemed like it was all encompassing, which is obviously not true. Not right. at all. Yeah, it's not true. Hmm. Okay. All right. But yeah. but it is AR with a wide array, like the RG. It's like super high def rgb right like it it looks beautiful like everything about it was really cool looking and i mean that's something i didn't expect i thought it was gonna be all pixely and shit but it was great so yeah. it does make me wonder if initially they're just pushing it towards gamers because we'll buy any old shit and in reality this thing's going to yes. be used for something else like something a little bit different yeah. oh i bet this is some government shit i bet they already have it probably <laughs> <laughs> probably so other the I guess we go on to VR in general. You did you guys get a chance to try the the new Oculus or Morpheus? Uh, really. I did not. No. Um. I know that uh, Angry Joe got to do the Morpheus. Right. And he played a game that was a uh, horror game called like The Kitchen or something. And he was talking about how it was like really next level scary mm -hmm. and how it felt. Less I imagine it would be. Yeah, and how it felt um, less nauseousy. Like apparently they're making a lot of strides with that kind of aspect of yeah, virtual yeah. reality. That but disconnect the one thing... between the eyes and the brain. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I mean, I the last time I used it, which admittedly was like a year and a half ago, I had exactly that problem. So I, I yeah, and I think everyone it... at some extent does. Like yeah. most people who use virtual reality headgear at some point while playing are immediately like, oh. I don't feel right. That's not, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But one thing that I, that I took away from the show, because there was a lot of stuff there. There was, you know, those things where you move around in virtual reality. There were things where you sit down in virtual reality. There were all these different things there. The one crazy thing that I think I took away from all of it after talking with people, every other company but Oculus Rift seemed to impress people. The very first people, most people were like, 
they're doing some okay things, I guess. But no one was like really hyped about it. Like Oculus Rift still had a line, but and it was a crazy line. But afterwards, when talking with people, it was the least discussed. Everyone was talking about Morpheus and Hololens yeah. and all these other things. The one that it I've was... heard the most about is Morpheus. Like people yeah. were really impressed with Morpheus, which is surprising, was... really, because Morpheus is obviously relying on a PlayStation Four, and the assumptions being that in order to make VR really good, you're gonna have to get a pretty powerful PC. But they're yep. they're suggesting that apparently it's gonna work okay on a console. Mm. Well, I think because most of the uh, show pieces they have for Morpheus are really short, that they mm. make them very graphically beautiful right. and really intense. A lot and of so your choices, one. yeah, your choices when you went to Morpheus were like the the deep one with the shark that I freaking hate, uh, <laughs> the, the one that Joe the played, which was pedals, a horror game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the car heist one. Yeah, and so they had these ones that were they were really intense, really beautiful, but very short. And so I think everyone walked away with the opinion like. Holy shit, they look great. But it's also because they were short and they could put, they could cram. It's kind of like PT. You can make it look beautiful because there's not much to it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, what well, you know, we, the I think the only game that we did see during the Sony presentation that was using that was called uh, Rigs, which was like a three v three mech game. And I mean, mm. it didn't look impressive graphically. I mean, not that I really care too much, but I imagine there's going to have to be some sacrifices made in order to to make games run on that platform using Morpheus. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't know. I, I I think everyone there was was willing to accept that. Sure. Like it seemed like walking away, everyone was like, Morpheus killed it. Morpheus is is gonna destroy everything. And I was like, All right. <laughs> I'm still not playing that damn shark game, but I'm glad everyone <laughs> agrees with, with, with like I think that's the big consensus. Morpheus was like the dominant one there. Everyone was really impressed by the, what they had, and I didn't. I mean, I didn't hear anyone walk away being like, "Oh, did you play that Oculus game?" And I think it's I, I, either we, as like an industry, are sort of over the hype of the Oculus. Well, yeah, well, they've been showing Oculus for years now. Yeah, and so I think people are just like, "All right, where's where's our Oculus games?" And so people are just waiting for that. Mm. And Morpheus yeah. and Hololens and everything else are the like hype things. The new that, hotness. Like, oh yeah. That might be it too. It's possible. Certainly possible. There was, I mean, VR was obviously the theme of E3 at this point. I mean, there's obviously a lot of game stuff as well. The, you know, oh, the, the play, and, PlayStation and, versus Xbox thing is really ramped up. And just to like set the bar right now for everyone watching, I think this E3 had a lot of good games. I didn't play any game where I was like, oh, but it had a lot of good games, but no bad. Like, I didn't play a game where I was like, this is shit. Like, every game yeah. Was, yeah. was good. You did definitely play out, one that that had a bit that you really hated, though. I recall you ranting oh, we can about, talk about it. Star Wars now. Should, should we talk about Battlefront? Should we move on to yeah. Battlefront? Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. I know. Did you play Star Wars? <laughs> no, but everyone I've talked to was disappointed with it. Mm, yeah. It was getting... a very, very average so... game. The, here's the thing. Like, I don't know if people. I, I recently played Battlefront two, and. I remember, because yeah, I wanted to sort of dispel my nostalgia for that series. And that series was actually a pretty average series. Like, mechanically, those games are not that complicated. Like, you get a couple of weapons, you could get different classes if you earn enough points, you shoot at AI soldiers, complete objectives, and you occasionally get to play like a Jedi or some shit. Like, it's not very complicated. And I'm not really sure if people were expecting it to ramp up in terms of complexity with Battlefront, but it doesn't seem like it has, right? Let's, all right. 
Let's completely <laughs> ignore. Let's completely ignore the clusterfuck that was the EA booth. Leave that yeah. out of it. Friend door, don't talk about it. Like how Walmart like broke in front of you. I will talk about yeah. how I waited in line for two hours because twenty people from HP printers got to play before <laughs> me. I'm not gonna say anything. Leave it out of it. Mm -hmm. The gameplay itself was a pretty solid shooter. Uh, they didn't have squads or anything in it, but it, I think it was an alpha build, so I can't judge yet. But there are no yeah. squads. Um, they assigned you the faction you got, so you couldn't choose. Mm -hmm. And the map you played was hot. Yeah, and so That's what I'm showing right now. Mm -hmm. Mechanically, you had blasters, but you had choices between four weapons. You had a sniper rifle. You had a blaster, like assault thingy, majig. But there was no ammo. It was you fired until a little meter filled up, and then it, it was like, right? "Oh, my hands!" Yeah, it yeah. Overheats. And you had a jetpack. You had different things you could put on your back. Uh, loadouts. Grenade launcher that would, Yeah, awesome. I, like, I thought the grenade launcher was cool. You had yeah. one where you could fire like three grenades from your gun. It was pretty solid ground combat. Where it falls apart is all the other things. ATAT -AT is totally on rails and the, the mechanics are, it's like super easy. It's like you're just pressing a button, waiting, pressing a button, wait. Like if you want to just sleep through a game, enjoy that shit. Um, <laughs> if you're playing on the Rebels, which I played, it was X-Wing. You had an X-Wing and you had the, the whatever the speeder is that was on hot. The snow speeder, yeah. 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 And so the map was not big enough for flying craft, just to start with. Yeah. Okay. So you would always have to be making turns to go do anything. By the time you did a full turn and got back for a bombing run or, or to strafe, you'd maybe get off three or four shots before you had to fly back up because the hit detection was so fucking out of whack that you'd hit nothing and explode. And, and it would be like, you committed suicide. It's like, wait, <laughs> what did I hit? And there was like nothing there. And I, I, there was one time I went through a canyon and I'm flying through like strafing these Imperial guys running through the canyon and my ship just explodes. I'm dead center. And I thought I got shot down. No, nope, I just suicide. I hit a wall or something. Yeah, there was no lots clue. of invisible walls because I like got on a cliff and I was like, yeah, this is a good spot. And I was shooting and it was just hitting like rocks in front of me. And I was like, there are no rocks. <laughs> you know, get it. It, was, it was really, it was, oh God, guys. And, and when it comes to the actual mechanics of flying, your options with the controller were um, left thumbstick has one purpose. It controls your um, firepower to speed ratio. Left thumbstick controls everything else. So you, it controls everything else about the ship. The triggers, uh, one trigger is your lasers, and then you can switch to putting shields on or firing uh, the, the missiles. The tow the, the rope thingy? Well, well, in X-Wing, it's missiles. Oh, yeah. In the, the, the speeder, it's an entirely different thing. Um, so with that said, it was really, really simplified dumbed down version of battlefield flying and so already it's like oh boy here we go mm -hmm. then in the speeder when you're in the speeder you are um you have to go around and you know rope the atats but when you while you're doing the roping it's not based on you flying around it it's based on a mini game that pops up where you have to oh. keep a bar in the middle and it's like keep this bar in the middle uh, okay. and so yeah. then in order to do the entire mission in order to bring the ATAT down, you have to hold an area, and while you hold that area, 
hold it for like five minutes or something so a little Y-Wing pops up. The Y-Wing has to do a bombing run to bomb the ATAT and uh, hit it with an ion cannon. The ATAT is now vulnerable, and then you can fire on it. The problem is anything the Rebels had did like 6%, 7% damage. And, you're, and if you're in an X-Wing, each pass, you get maybe 3%, 5% off before you have to go back around. And then suddenly it's, it's the ion cannon wore off. So like everything about it was just so All the ATATs that fell were the ones that got roped down. Like that's the only yeah. time I saw them fall. And it was, and it was like, okay, well, I just play this mini game, but flying was so silly. Like you needed to fly in order to win, but in order to fly, you needed to know where invisible walls were on a really tiny map. And it was just you had to get buffs. Like you don't just say like, I want to be a pilot. You have to like go get a buff and hope that buff is a flying buff, and then get it, or then like go to the little thing. It was like confusing. I was like, yeah, they're a little like on the map. There are little coins that flicker around, and sometimes they give you. Like grenades. Sometimes they give you special abilities, and sometimes it's like now you can fly. It's like, oh my god. Yeah. So it's 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 a weird game. That's like half of it. You're like, this is kind of cool, and the other half, you're like, I don't ever want to do this again. I well, feel I like I'd have more fun if it was on PC instead of using the controller there oh, too. And here's, and here's the thing. Everyone that I told this to, because I played this day one. And everyone I told this to is just like chat, like, it's alpha, bro. It's, you know, it's, they'll fix it. They'll do this. Joe went to play it. Krender went to play it. Uh, everyone else who was with me went to play it later in the week. And every single one came back like, holy shit. That flying was so bad. And it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, hard to explain how awful it is. Like, it's it feels really, like it's on it's ice skates good. or something. Like, ice skates in the air. It doesn't feel like you're it in control of it. just doesn't feel right. Yeah. It feels like it's something they added in because people were bitching there was no flying stuff. Yeah. It feels weird. Um, did either of you play Star Fox? No, I wanted to, but they were like, oh, the line's long and we can't do the media thing. It was like, a, I watched people play Dude. it, though. Dude, Star Fox is the most confusing shit in the world. I guess it's been I've like... I've heard some pretty bad things about that, actually. Yeah, it's like a... Like, 30% of the people who play it are like, no, it's pretty intuitive. I'm cool with it. And then everybody else is like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, it's like, Star... Like, it's basically... I'm only, I'm only bringing this up because... Talking about Jenky flying. Because, yeah. holy shit, mm. Jenky flying. So, um... The new Star Fox game, it's basically exactly like Star Fox 64, except it looks a lot better. You start off your levels on rails, and then you go into free-flying for boss fights and things like that. Um, the You're muted. All the levels are on rails. Thank <laughs> God you can hear me through the damn wall. All the levels are on rails? <laughs> I know. Um, so you control your ship on the like with your doogles up on the main screen, right? Like normal. But then they're still trying to figure out how to make motion controls work, man. On the on the gamepad screen is your um what do they call that? Your you're like, I wanna shoot this thing. Like the yeah the, the targeting aim reticule? Site, the site. Reticule. Yeah, the site? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. So you control that, but you don't move it around. You like have to do this to figure out where what? you want to shoot. Yeah, that so, sounds like a just awful idea. Why? But that's how like it was at a what's that Squid Game that's out now? Splatoon. Yeah, yeah, Splatoon. and you can turn it off in that. And they, when I asked them whether or not you'd be able to turn it off in this, they all got this really awkward look on their face, like. Mm -mm. 
Uh. <laughs> and I was like, no, don't make that face. <laughs> so when you're on rails, it's fine. Right. Because you're always going forward. It's like it's guiding you on a set path. So when you're looking in in the game pad and you're like, I want to shoot this thing. When you look up, you're still just on the path. Right. When you're in free flight, that's when shit gets so fucking confusing because you might accidentally like do a flip. You might accidentally pull a U-turn and you're like trying to shoot stuff. But then when you look back up, the ship is flying toward you and you're like, oh, no. Oh, shit, where even am I? Like, it's so confusing going back and forth because you can't you can't conceptualize where you are on the map, if that makes sense. Like, it's it's very, very confusing to go from I'm looking through the glass like I am the pilot to looking up and just seeing your ship like in whatever area it is. In order to you shoot to? stuff, yeah, do you, you don't to? you don't have to look, but if you try to just wing it, you won't it won't work. Like there was um there's like a little gap in the in the level that I played. There was a little gap in the ship that I had to fly into, and on the on the on the gamepad, I was going right for it. But then I looked up and I wasn't in line with the hole at all. And I was like, oh no, and like moved myself. And she was like, no, 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 you were you were right. Because in the gamepad, like through the screen, you were aiming for it. And I was like, but up there I wasn't. Like that's so uh, confusing. Like it doesn't it doesn't match up very well. So well, I don't know. Well, that sounds much worse than the <laughs> Battlefront flying. That sounds, <laughs> yeah. holy that shit. sounds like they're, they're being different for different sake. It's like, look, we, we got this controller with a screen. We've got to use it somehow. Yeah, it's like, it was... Could you not? We didn't have to do it in bloody Star Fox 64. Yeah. We were yeah, just fine really with one screen. for me because literally, like, all I wanted out of a new Star Fox game was, like, a better looking version of Star Fox 64. And that's what yeah. they gave me to an extent. And then... So I'm really, really hoping that you can turn the motion controls off. I would I be really so. surprised if they Screw didn't let that, you do that. Yeah. But um, and it might be just like with like with Splatoon, everybody turned off motion controls with Splatoon at of first, course. and some yeah. people turned it back on and were like, no, 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 I figured this out, right? I figured it out. It it yeah. actually works really well for me, and I'm sure for like that 30% of people who played it with motion controls and were like. Oh yeah, no, I totally get it. Like I look down, I shoot a thing, I look back up, it's all totally fine. I just couldn't do that. Like it was a 20 minute demo and at the end of the 20 minutes I was like, I mean, I killed the thing, but I don't feel I don't feel like I really understood the controls ever, you know. So right. it was intuitive for some and not for everybody else, which kind of sucked. Yeah. So yeah, janky know. flying games all over <laughs> E3. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Apparently so. It's I can't tell if the jank comes from the fact that they want to make it accessible to everybody. So they either dumb it down or they try to make it like, we're going to make this real life flying. And it becomes too difficult. Like I can't tell where the balance is there. But yeah. it, it drove me crazy. It drove me nuts. I was like, mm-mm. Can't do it. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, I think the surprise was Cuphead. Definitely. <laughs> you were surprised by Cuphead? I mean, we saw Cuphead <laughs> last year, and it looked amazing then. The art I don't, wasn't surprising. I don't remember. I don't remember Cuphead at all. Until I do. Like as soon as year. I saw I that thing, I'm like, holy shit, this looks incredible. For me, it was, the question was, okay, we're finally going to be able to play it. Are the controls going to be really tight? Because if they're not, then this game is going to be a shit show. And the controls were great, I thought. Sorry, Jesse. They had looked. to be. No, no, they, they had to be tight. Crendor and I... Uh, went to an Xbox like Xbox like booth tour thing, and yeah. we ended up upstairs in like the private area. Which, by the way, 
we got booted out for Kanye West. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Kanye. Yep. Everybody was losing it over Kanye. Like, so many Everyone. boots at the same time were like, Kanye's coming. Yeah, oh, we, we just were didn't care. There, we were sitting there playing Cuphead, and, and uh, everyone runs like, oh, Kanye West is coming up here. And we're like, yo, dude can just play with us if he wants. We got a, we got a spot on the couch. And they were like, <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. But, um, yeah, Cuphead's controls, I think Krendor can test this, are really fluid and really, they're, they're really spot on. Because there's one map where you have to fight a potato. The yeah. potato spits, he goes rock, 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 worm. Like he spits these, and you yeah. have to jump over them. But the speed at which they come at you differs every time. So you yeah. have to like really quickly like button, like jump and run. And it was it was really, really cool. Um, I was, I think... You can definitely tell it's an indie game because some levels are literally like two bosses. Like there's one level where it's a potato boss and then a carrot, uh, carrot boss. Yeah. And th and they're crazy. They're wild looking. But that's that was just that's the, the level. only level we well, beat. Yeah. <laughs> it's, very, um, it's very Titan Souls-esque in that way. Like they're... They decided not to really focus a lot on creating a level instead it's it's all just really intricate interesting boss fights right which i'm totally cool with because it's all hand drawn and it looks amazing um it, it's very like it's very silly there's a pirate level where the pirate uses like a cat or some shit to shoot little balls at you and then a an octopus comes up and inks the screen so that the, your field of view shrinks um there and then like a uh, we fought uh we fought the two frogs. Yeah, the frogs. Oh, the bar? That's I was, yeah, yeah, the bar frogs. I was playing with this guy who uh, had literally, because they didn't have a rotation system at the Cuphead ones, you could literally just sit there and play forever if you were an asshole. So there was a guy who was an asshole who was just, like, <laughs> playing there forever. And uh, the person who was playing with him, like, walked away, and I stepped up, and I was like, hey, I'm going to play with you. And he was like, all right, cool. And I just kept dying over and over again. He was like, it's fine. <laughs> Brendan and I, I like, must have played for like an hour. Like we sat upstairs in the Xbox area and just played, and we would yeah. just get our asses handed to us. And we were like, "We're not leaving until we beat this fucking thing." And the so we honey beat that bee level. Uh, was like that riot keeps rising. The like, like honey, the honey is like, like lava and rises up after you. Yeah, we, we did. We bird level. That. Bird oh, level. Yeah, we got one, close. Yeah, we found out the mechanics of the bird level. We were like, oh, "We get this," and then all of a sudden, new shit happened. We were like, "Damn it!" Yeah, <laughs> it was. It, it's it's a beautiful, fun looking game. And yeah. it's one of those things that I think will be like, grab a friend, sit down, play, figure out how to beat everything together. It was really cool. Yeah, Remind me of like an arcade game that you'd put a bunch of quarters yes, into. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Mm -hmm. Especially since, I don't know, walking around and, and playing some indie games that I hadn't heard of before. I was like, God, we are just in this horrible rut right now of like pixel throwback art styles. A lot of and then like, uh, what I can... Earlier this morning, I was trying to figure out the term for it, but kind of like weird polygon Picasso bullshit, where it's like, we're just going to take a bunch of shapes and it looks kind of like a face. Like, that's like, like, kind I, of. I, I usually just uh, describe it as a, a kind of impressionist art style, uh, generally yeah, speaking, it's... which I'm pretty sure is not artistically correct, but I'm going to go with it anyway. <laughs> just kind of this style where it looks like you had lots of different shapes in paper and you sort of like assembled them into different people and creatures and things which is fine and it's endearing and charming as an art style but like i'm kind of over it um yeah 
I'm I'm was I think one of the major reasons that people loved Cuphead so much was because it actually stood out like it looked so different and it was a difficult game which people really enjoy like testing themselves on you know so I'm excited for that game for sure yeah actually someone uh, pointed out what's probably right and that's uh, most likely these games are based a little bit on cubism which was yeah. their sort of abstract, uh, more modern art style. I mean, of course, you could just use abstract as well. But I mean, I think that there was a bit of impressionism with uh, that game Dreams that Media Molecule was showing there. It's, yeah, yeah. I mean, I do, I do like the fact that they're at least trying new art styles. But like you said, it does seem like maybe it's the next one after, yeah, we're kind of done with the retro pixel art stuff. Now we're doing this thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... Uh, chat is wondering if you could play Doom... You couldn't play any Bethesda games. Bethesda had a booth that was, they literally just redid the press conference each day over and over and over again. Wow, that's so yeah. kind of surprising. You got no, no hands on. <laughs> yeah, one um, of the reasons, uh, I, to me, the floor was not nearly as interesting as the press conferences. The press conferences, I thought, agreed. did really well. Agreed. A lot of the things that I wanted out of the press conferences, I got new IPs happened we got gameplay videos like they gave us a lot of the things that they usually don't and we yeah. get upset about it and we're like yay they're listening except for square enix who's still like stuck somewhere in the 90s i don't know god damn um it. But, but 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 the man with the head and the moon face and the <laughs> that guy oh my god he's, i was like why from, that, uh, that character's from nia um which is oh, why most people god. don't recognize him uh oh. that that game had some weird shit going on in it yeah yeah uh, I did appreciate the constant Kingdom Hearts trolling, though. They put that <laughs> off as long as they could, and I found that hilarious. Yeah, like, Kingdom Hearts for mobile, and everyone's yeah, like ready mobile. to riot and burn the place yeah, down. Get out of here! <laughs> um, but, but, but when the they finally showed Kingdom thought... Hearts, yeah. no, yeah. I was saying when they finally showed Kingdom Hearts, it was like totally different from the last time they showed Kingdom Hearts. Like it's one of those things where it's just like, what is happening with that game? I I could not tell you. Like, I don't know. here's I don't know a world. Hope you didn't want more than that. Also, you can summon teacups now. All right, cool. Did it. Kingdom Hearts 3. There, Hope there you're was excited. a train. <laughs> there was, I, there, that's what I found very impressive. There was, there was a tr you ran up this wall and then you turn into a train and then you ran over things. It's like, <laughs> wow. Happen as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah some, weird, but, some weird shit happening in Kingdom Hearts 3, guys. Indeed. We'll do, we'll do a, uh, we'll probably spend like two hours of the show recapping press conferences and things like that, but let's, uh, a sort of, uh, Continue to talk about stuff that we saw on the floor. Well, we as a you Blood guys Bowl saw two. on the floor. Okay, Crandall, fine. Oh, God. Blood Bowl 2. It was so fun. It is. I was surprised to hear this because everything I've seen up to this point is like, well, they made it prettier, but it's essentially oh, the, the same game. The interface is so much better. It's like a billion um, times better. Okay, talk yeah. to me about Blood Bowl 2 then. So, I was like, all right, let's go play some Blood Bowl 2. And the dev was there, one of the devs that worked on the game. And he was, like, either giving a tour or he was like, or you can play against me. And I was like, oh, I'll play against you. And so... <laughs> yes. Don't you know who I am? <laughs> Champion of the Polaris Blood Bowl League. <laughs> but I was tired. He was like, oh, yeah, that's the uh, Total Biscuit League, right? And I was like, that's, yep, that's what it was. Yep, that's the and one so... where I got completely fucking destroyed. <laughs> yep. And so... uh like, they added a bunch of new stuff. Like, they have stadiums. But the thing with stadiums is, like, you can increase the level of the stadium. And, like, you start with level one. And you can either get buffs that impact your team. But you can turn that off in multiplayer. So, like, you can just build a cool stadium with, like, more and more levels that looks like a... Almost like you're progressing and getting better. 
so yeah, like the, the campaign like, modes like focused on the Reichland Reavers sort of being complete shit and then yeah. becoming not shit anymore, right? But think of it like fan factor almost, like the higher fan factor you get, the bigger your stadium gets. So it's kind yeah. of a cool way to like show off aesthetically. Okay, that's but uh, the UI is a billion times better. For example, when you start the game and you have no idea what you're doing, you can like say, I want to move this guy here. And if you try to go through tackle zones, now it'll be like 60% chance. And then second Easy jump is 30% chance. Thanks so fuck nice. for that. Instead of having <laughs> to figure it out in your head. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so it yeah, actually I, tells you. I like ran to uh, pick up the ball and it was like, okay, you're going to go through two tackle zones and you're going to need to pick up the ball. So it gave me like three percentages right next yeah. to the zones that you mm -hmm. would hit. Uh -huh. And give you like a much better idea of what you were doing. It was really cool. Yeah, and then uh, they had what was it? They had star players out there, but you don't actually get like like you have to buy. It. It's kind of like the league. They just put star players in the demo just so you can be like, look at the cool players and whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah. But uh, the UI, the UI was better if you do like a what's it called like a block action, and it like. For example, if Defender stumbles and Defender down pops up, it'll show a little, like, cabal vision in the bottom right, and it'll show you what's going to happen if you pick that action. So, oh, like, that's you, nice. Yeah, because... Yeah, so if they had dodge and you pick Defender stumbles, like, it'll show in the bottom right the guy getting, like, pushed back and not falling down. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's, just, it's just little um, quality of life things, because people consistently make those mistakes... And it's mm -hmm. the kind of mistake that you would even make in the board game, but maybe the guy on the other side would tell you, you sure you want to do that? That's pretty dumb. Yeah. Unless they're yeah. a power gaming bastard, in which case they'd just laugh at you. But yeah, it is good that they added that stuff in, because I've got to say, like, as functional as Blood Bowl was, the original one, holy shit, the UI. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It is a pain it's in the ass. So much better. And, and it does, like you were saying, it looks fantastic. Um, I was really impressed of, by the looks of the tackles. Like, although I saw the in the trailer, yeah. like, what an impact. Cool. Yeah. Oh they my said, gosh, it was yeah. so funny. Uh, I was playing, I played against the dev because Krender and Sam wanted to play each other, <laughs> of course. And yeah. so I was like, oh, I'll come and I'll play. And and one of the devs was like, oh, you want to play? I'll play with you. And I was like, cool. So he played um, Trolls, I think. And I was oh. half elves. And I like killed his people and he was like how but like that was just that was just the luck of the dice right yeah. so it was so funny all of these like slow-mo super cool screens of like my tiny half elves just like and then the troll would just fall over dead and he was like come on <laughs> like it was just it was really satisfying there's a lot of good like force to the That's way it looks he said he, they really wanted presentations, so if you were, like, streaming it or making videos, like, that did, like, add more fun to watching it. I've, like, I've got us, yeah, because, I mean, when we did our league, a lot of the complaints, that aside from the fact that it takes, like, two hours to do a fucking uh, <laughs> yeah. game, was that, oh, God, the it just doesn't look great to people watching. Like, unless you yeah. already know how Blood Bowl works, it's really hard to watch mm -hmm. Blood Bowl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, they had the dice log always on in the bottom right. That's always It'll good. always show your thing. It yeah, even like shows that. like a little actual like dice graphic with the dice thing that got Neat. rolled. That's good. And oh, uh, speaking of the like speedball leagues and stuff, now they have one, two, three, and four minute turns. Right. Yeah. And That's good. when you, we had it on two minute turns. And when you take like the turn, it actually like resets the clock a bit like depending on what action you did 
It's like if you if there's 55 seconds and then you did a block and then like tackled a guy and it took it down to 50, it would like reset it back up a couple seconds okay. knowing that you did that. So it's right. like it now takes into account what you're doing instead of just being like, oh, you lost yeah. a bunch of time. So basically, if you're at Crendor and you sit there, you're like, hmm. <laughs> Crendor wasn't you. Crendor wasn't the worst. Who was the worst? Uh, it was was it uh, Force. It was force. It could have been it? force. Force. No, yeah, when we played that four minute turn. Literally used his entire time. Oh yeah. god! Every time oh, you play the force side game. Yeah. Oh yeah, size trade. <laughs> yeah, you knew that game was going to be two and a half hours long. <laughs> That's uh, rough. I, I I like one minute turn sounds good because I mean invariably yeah. we're probably going to do another league and people like, keep we thinking we're on... sponsored for that. We're not. We literally did that just to piss us each other fun. off. Yeah. yeah, like this was on Xbox and we read it on two minute turns and we still got through like all of our turn stuff we wanted to do. And I yeah, imagine yeah. it would go faster with a mouse and keyboard. So like, yeah, I think one totally. minute would actually be good this time. Yeah, I can make that work. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to think what else they had. They had uh, they're going to be adding two more races. There's the high elves and the lizard men that they're adding in. God so I'm happy. Lizard <laughs> Fucking lizard men. <laughs> and uh, Sam played it when I played against Sam. He really liked it. They kicked us out before we could finish our game. We yeah, were on like turn it was 13. So sad. I know. Like, get out. We're closing the floor. <laughs> and we just like kind of quietly kept playing. And they were like, get out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I beat the dev one nothing though. And he was just like, I, oh, oh, okay. So I don't think he lost the entire day. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. Well, I imagine the vast majority of people going to see that game had probably never played a game of Blood Bowl in their life. Yeah. So it's to be like, expected. Sam played, and the one female dev lady there was trying to show him, but she, like, was just with, like, Focus or Cyanide, and she, like, yeah. didn't really know about Blood Bowl. <laughs> yeah. And so it's understandable. Like, that game is yeah. difficult. So she would, game, like, yeah. run in and try to tackle a guy, and the two red dice would pop up, and she was like, yeah. this is how you tackle people. And Sam was like, no. You wait for the white dice, and then you go for the tat. And she was like, oh, yeah. And he's like, he, like, he started teaching her. I was going to say, that game does have like a 40-page rule book. You know, yeah. <laughs> there is a reason why people usually screw up Blood Bowl. Even if you and know the rules, you still screw up Blood Bowl. It's not, it's not easy. Yeah. It, was, it was cool, though, because like, the game's not coming out till September. So like even when I was playing with the dev, every now and then something would happen and he'd like pull out his little notebook. He had like a notebook where he'd write down bugs <laughs> yeah. as they were happening Neat. or like things yeah. that would confuse me. And he'd be like, okay, so like how d does that make sense or no? Did you feel like that made, cause we've, I think a lot of people don't like that. And well, I was like, guinea ah, pigs. Was like it was a trap yeah. all along. They brought you into a free <laughs> tester for the game. <laughs> It's Yay! good that they're taking UI feedback like that, though. That's really good. Yeah. You know, they can yeah. improve the quality of life. Because, my God, the first game has got to be yeah. one of the worst games for UI that I've played in a long time. Yeah, it's like, like yeah. a billion times better. They good. even had, like, a, if you do blocks, like, and the assist blocks happen, it'll show, like, who's assisting. Like, it'll show a little plus one above their head. Like, he's assisting you with the block. Mm -hmm. So it was just a billion different UI improvements. Good. I good. was excited. So, that was probably my favorite thing fun. I played there out of everything. Yeah, that was that was absolutely one of my favorites too. Like I especially as just being pleasantly surprised, you know? Mm -hmm. I was like, "Oh, we're going to play Blood Bowl 2." All right. And I walked away being like, "I feel like they improved so much about that game, and I already liked the original game that I walked away being like, oh, "I'm glad that I played that. Like that was super <laughs> awesome. I'm excited for yeah. that game to come out." Cool. Glad yeah. to hear it. I played a game called Sky Hill at Daedalic okay. that was a roguelike post-apocalypse game where you are a rich dude in the penthouse of a hotel 
and the world ends, and your job is to get from the penthouse to the to outside the bottom floor, 100 floors down, and live through it, right? Right. And, yeah. it, it, and it was one of those moments, like you guys were talking about, where the devs had only been dealing with press people. So they, they like, sat down to play this, and they were like, yeah, no one's got past level 70. And I literally was just like... <laughs> I got to level 43 before they had to kick me out. I was just like, yeah, guys, uh, I'm, I'm, am I doing it? And they're like, um, no, uh. <laughs> Never underestimate how bad the average press guy is. Yeah, oh, yeah. Was it, oh, yeah. Was it, like, easy or? No, um, what it was, I think I had a lot of RNG in my side. So what you do is you, you're going down the stairs and there's an elevator, but you have to repair the elevator to use it to get back up to the penthouse, which has the place where you can craft and do all sorts of stuff and make new things. Um. But as you go through each floor, there are rooms. Some rooms are locked, some aren't. They're all dark until you go into them. Sometimes random monsters appear. Sometimes there's items in there. Sometimes, you know, you find, like, little lore notes. And the story changes based on what notes you find. And there's, like, they said there were a thousand different notes that make a different story every time. And what happens is, as you fight, you can level up. So you need to fight. You can't just avoid enemies all the time. Okay. Yeah. So you level yeah. up, and then you can choose strength, dexterity, you know, the usual stuff. And each one of those works with a certain type of weapon. So some weapons are strength weapons and some, so you have to pick and choose based on what you find too. So it's all very much like each time you play, it's going to be a different experience. And it was really, really like, it's a fun, very simplistic game, like super simple. Um, it's called Sky Hill Chat. Uh, and it's a, it was really, I enjoyed myself to the point where I just like was so into it. I was, there were two other press people with me and they were just like, <laughs> all right. And I was like, now this is a demo. And I'm just like, wrecking. and so there's one point where they thought I was going to die because I had five health left and this giant like zombie man appeared. And you can select, there's two fighting options. You can just auto fight where what you just click the guy and you can hit him or you can hit a little targeting reticule and it lets you select where you want to hit him based on percentages. And so I was just like, That's go. and I was like, go for the head. And I just one shot this dude. I broke his head open and I was like, <laughs> all the devs were like, oh shit. And it was, it was, it was, it was, yeah, it's, it's like a really fun, very simple roguelike that I think is one of those games. I, I told them it's basically YouTube. Like this is a YouTube moneymaker. It felt yeah. like it. It felt like a game yeah. where it's crazy RNG. There's a simple story, but the story changes every time. That sounds just and like it's, a very streamable game as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. I was like, this right here is going to make you some money. And they were like, oh, you. I'm like, I'm just being honest. If I, if I can sit through 43 levels of this, I imagine <laughs> people who really like those kinds of games will play it a lot. Yeah. So. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's take a break, shall we? We'll come back and we'll wrap up what you were playing on the floor, and then we'll start tackling the conferences one after another, shall we? It sounds like a good idea. Plus, give Jesse a break for his voice. <laughs> good God. Yeah. All right, you are watching the Co-Optional Podcast, and this is a word from our sponsor. We will be right back. Hi, Dodger. You look busy. Uh, TB, don't bother me right now. This is a really important job. What's the job, exactly? Mugs. Mugs is not a job. Um, it is to me. You don't understand. I have thousands of mugs and no way to properly catalog them or share them with potentially millions of people online who are totally interested in them. Okay, so two things. One, have you considered therapy? Two, have you considered Squarespace? Squarespace? Tell me about Squarespace. What is that? Stop yelling! Squarespace lets you create a website for whatever you'd like. 
you can start a trial without even having to enter a credit card number. And if you head over to squarespace.com slash co-optional, you can get 10% off your first purchase and support our podcast. Mug functionality. Okay, tell me about mug functionality. Squarespace offers unparalleled mug documenting functionality with no prior experience required. Oh my god, the mugs are coming out of the walls. There's so many here. Oh my god, there are more at the door. What do I do? I can offer you a Squarespace discount at squarespace.com slash co-optional or this flamethrower. There's only one answer to that question. Die, you monsters! Die! On second thought, I think we should have stuck with Squarespace. Squarespace, create a site about something you love or despise. Get 24-7 support, enjoy a simple and powerful interface, and a site that works and scales beautifully on any device. Best of all, it's only $8 a month, and you can save 10% on your first purchase at squarespace.com slash co-optional. Thanks to Squarespace for their generous support of the Co-Optional Podcast. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast E3 Wrap-Up Edition. Let us continue talking about some of the stuff that you guys got a chance to play on the floor, and then we'll move on to conference critique. I mean, there were a lot of conferences to watch, so... What else did you guys get a chance to play? Uh, Dodger, you haven't had a chance to really talk a lot, but you're on the floor for one day. What else did you do other than Blood Bowl and uh, Star Fox? Blood Bowl, Star Fox, Cuphead. Um, I played a game called The Flame and the Flood. Oh, yes. That was a, wasn't was that a Kickstarter at one point? I think. Yeah, I think it was. It's um, it's a game with the concept of, like, it's, it's another kind of dystopia-esque setting, survival. But it's if the world was hit with like a massive flood Mm -hmm. so it's a combination of like two different mechanics of like you're on different little islands and uh you know collecting stuff and you can craft things and whatever else but then you also have this old car that you've turned into a raft and you and your dog can like hop onto the raft and and try to get to another area um so the game starts off with or the demo at least starts off with your dog bringing you a radio And it's like, all right, you have an objective now. Like, you can follow it or not, but you have an objective. You have this radio. Either find where the signal is coming from or try to get to higher ground. But because of how the raft system works, you're always going downstream. So you're kind of getting, like, lower and lower. Um, So, like, figuring out how to do the radio thing is really hard. And I wasn't able to get anywhere with it in the demo. But the crafting system was pretty fun. You meet lots of, like weird people who are just kind of trapped on these islands like hi i've got a general store that's like basically useless now because no one can get here but take stuff if you want it you know like uh i got onto this island that was just like covered in rabbits i was like cool so i was able to make a rabbit trap and then it was like you want to skin the rabbit and i was like oh okay (laughs) this is kind of dark sure (laughs) I would love to skin the rabbit and then you can, you know, cook it and whatever else. I was eventually killed by a wolf, like just straight up mauled. And the the more the more that you're hurt in that game, the slower you are. So like you get to a certain level of being attacked by a creature where you're like, I'm going to try to crawl away. I'm going to die here. <laughs> you know? uh, but the look of it, it's it's one of those uh, polygonal Picasso games. But the the way that it played was really fluid. It was actually really fun. So I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, I played a game called Tetheron that was very simple in the Indicade area. It was like an eight player game where everybody plays a little ball that you that can tether to things. Okay. You can tether to other balls. You can tether to like little bricks and pieces that are that are on the 
layout. I don't know what the word would be. And you can also tether to the walls. You're trying to be the one that lives the longest and you get a point for every person who dies. So if somebody falls to the ground, then you're out. Um, if you, if your body touches one of the objects that's like floating, that object will fall. So you can basically either decide I'm going to do the game of self-preservation where I just try to like not be on anybody's radar or if you're really good at it, you can try to aim yourself where somebody's tethered to a thing and you touch it and then they're falling and they're like, oh no, and like panicking and trying to tether to other things. Uh, that game was actually like pretty fun. I was looking at it and I was like, this looks really simple because it's just all squares and circles, but it actually wound up like all of us were getting really competitive with it. So uh, that game was fun. I stuck around and played that for a while. I did do like the entire Nintendo booth tour. So... I played Star Fox, obviously. Um, mm. I played uh, Mario Mario Tennis. I played Yoshi. Yeah, Yoshi is basically Yoshi's Island, except more adorable because Yarn. Yarn was, was part of the E3 drinking game, for sure. Yarn games, take a drink. <laughs> Dystopia, take a drink. Uh, robot, either robots or robot suits, take a drink. Dogs, dogs take yep. a drink if you want to die. Because you will die with all the dogs, um, but yeah, the the Yoshi game was really cute. The textures in it are adorable, but it's it's very it's very similar to the yarn textures that we saw in Kirby's Epic Yarn. Um, but like, yeah, you can you can eat little people and then they turn into like uh, like little wool balls. You can shoot them at things and. It's adorable. There's like <laughs> hidden areas and stuff, and you pick up daisies and. I see your woolly world, cute. and I raise you a yarny. That game is <laughs> equally as cute. It is uh, unravels that game. Yeah, uh, no, no yarn. Uh, yarny. His name yarny. is Yarny, but it's not yeah. the name of the game, is it? I don't remember. Look, I'm. No, I think the game's named right Unraveled. Yarny. Yeah, it's, it's, it's by EA. Right? Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. the EA it one. Is. Yeah. Look, it's, get look, it's about. It's all about Yarny. <laughs> it's all about Yarny and his life. Yeah. Um, yeah. That game is super, super cute. It is definitely very indie, though. You can see some parts of the game where it, like, it needs a little bit more polish. That but is the a really angry is... fucking... Is that a gopher? The gopher's trying to murder him. What the fuck's going yeah. on? Yes, yes. <laughs> it is, like, Unraveled is so damn cute. And it's yeah. it's all physics-based puzzles. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, um, yeah. And it's... It's a very simple yet, you know, you have to be kind of smart to figure out the puzzles kind of game. And it's really then. cute. And it has a story that sort of is on that heart level of what they tried to do last year with, um, oh, my God. What's the name of that game? I played Bro it on home? my channel. Valiant Hearts? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Valiant Hearts. It is that same emotional level with, like, out. It, it, it's, it's really a really sweet game. And so I can't wait for that to actually come out and for people to play it. The aesthetic yeah, is that... phenomenal. I mean, there's yeah. no doubt about that. The yeah. guy, the uh, developer, he was like by far, out of anybody who presented a game at those press conferences, he was the one who came out and just like poured his heart out. And I was like, you're so precious. Crendor <laughs> like... and I were at, e at the EA conference and there yeah. were, we were in the like upfront press area with all the tables. Yeah. There were a lot of fucking assholes in that area. A lot of business dudes. A lot of guys, when people came out with games, they were just like, whatever, like talking um, on the phones. Not that dude came speed. out. Need for speed. Oh, that's true. Like, they love Need for Speed. <laughs> Cars, but, um, 
But when he came out, when that guy came out, literally everyone was just like, God damn it. You're so adorable. Like, yeah. really? It was one of those few times we were like, this is a dude who wants to make a game so badly. How can you not support that? Like, when yeah. he was like, this is Yarny, and I went on my trip, and I made him move from... He's like, yeah, I didn't have a computer. I was on a trip computer. with my family, and I wanted to make a game about, about the ties of love between people. And I was just like, stop, you're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> like, the close-up of his hand, he just was, like, physically shaking. You shaking, were like, I know. You sweetheart, you little sweetheart. I just yeah. want to pet you. Just be like, you'll be okay. <laughs> and it was, it was, yeah, it was a genuinely really sweet wonderful game and i was God, like i hope he right. never reads youtube comments like ever <laughs> <laughs> so i hope he's yeah. forever innocent or yeah. twitch chat yeah or twitch chat <laughs> <laughs> not you guys you guys are okay but regular twitch yeah. chat yeah well most yeah. of you guys yeah are yeah. Okay. yeah 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 <laughs> you guys are great <laughs> uh uh total war warhammer oh, yes yeah oh my god that, that was so cool. here's the problem like, right off great. the front yeah right off the front they didn't show you Campaign the game map. mechanics of like setting up your cities and building your empire and stuff. It was so literally just battle? fighting. It was just a battle. Which but I was like, really I'm cool, cool with that. But yeah, the battle was cool. They had spider beasts and sh like shaman and fucking cannons and laser things that oh made you fire out of. One, it was like nuts. A little, there's they had a goblin with wings on and he was like the oh, artillery. Oh, Doom Diver? Yeah, and yes. you can control where he goes, so you'd like fly yep. him into the guy, and it was just like, ah, and then you just kill a bunch of guys. I was like, oh yeah, my he'd god! Yeah, strap on his this wings. This is where my nice and the... Warhammer knowledge becomes useful. <laughs> yeah. He'd strap on his wings and jump in the catapult, yep. and then his little like goblin buddies would cheer him on and like hype him yep. up, and then fling <laughs> yeah. him out, and you can spin him and move him. And Doom divers are the coolest the fucking things in the universe. They're like <laughs> yeah. completely impractical so cool. siege weapons. <laughs> yep, they had uh, uh, then they had spider goblins. Yep, spider oh. riders. Yep. They had uh, that giant, whatever the giant spider is that has all the goblins on its back, like, shooting arrows. They had uh, wyverns. wyverns and griffins and yep. giants and the giants all sorts threw of up shit. On it people. was crazy. Yeah, they had different types of cavalry riders. So there were guys with guns with cavalry. There were guys with lances. There were guys with, um, like, on the Wolves. human side, there were guys with, like, axes and shit. Yep. It was legit cool. And I think the thing that I liked the most is that for once in a Total War game, the battlefield itself looked cool it wasn't just trees and ground and rocks yeah. it was like lava and shit coming out there was mountains yeah. with like crazy monsters like looking over the edge and like w it was awesome i was like all yeah, right yeah, this like is they really had cool. mages like the shaman like the or goblin or orc shaman please whatever. tell he me they like, had uh foot of mork or foot of gork in there um they they had i don't know what it was but one of the one of the the orc casters or a shaman caster summoned a giant ass demigod on the field who just like smashed the ground and killed like all these guys. That um, does yeah, sound like either a gork or a mork thing. Yeah, he had a death moon thing where he like yeah, moon came down from the sky and just like irradiated the area around it. Yeah, um, one, one of the best spells in old Warhammer Fantasy was it, I believe it was Foot of Mork, where literally a giant foot comes down from the sky and just squashes like everything. Yeah, I think that's what it was. He did that. Yeah, yeah, I was like, it but was it was like, like they summoned like an actual, like the deity appeared and was like, Bleh. they actually did that. All these okay, yeah, that, that must be what it is then. I mean, that I think like having a lot of magic in that game has, has got to work out because Warhammer Fantasy is very based on that. Like, if you play the Empire, which is the the main human faction. If I recall correctly, you have access to at least four different types of wizards. There's like gray wizards, high wizards. Actually, I think those are um, for high elves, but never mind. Uh, bright wizards. Uh, and a few other things like bright wizards are all fucking flames fire burn shit 
Um, there's there's shitloads of different kinds of magic casters in that game. Yeah. 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 They had they had all, they showed all sorts of different ones. Um, they showed the tanks the humans could have. They're like he's like Steam there's tank. only three in the yeah. world. Oh yeah, that's how he killed like, the tank. He used yeah. the foot on the tank and it crushed it. He's yeah. like, whoops! Now there's only two. Empire Steam <laughs> Tank is. Uh, <laughs> It's a lot of fun. Empire in particular, usually, yeah, it's eight types of wizardry in total, like eight schools of magic. But the the Empire has a lot of really cool siege engines, which I hope they implement that. They've got like yeah. 5,000 different kinds of cannons. They've got like organ guns and all sorts, and like hellfire cannons and all sorts of crazy shit like that that are really fun. And yeah, that's something they showed off was the wide variety of battalions and divisions and units you could have. Mm -hmm. Like they were all different. Every single unit was different, except yep. the humans had, like, you know, they all pretty much looked the same, but they had different weapons. But they were roughly, like, the guys, the base, like, grunts. Um, yeah. But the orcs, every unit was different. There were spider riders and wolf riders and, like, oh, yeah, we have these goblin guys who are with us now. And, and I think we they have these focused giant... on that because they only had, like, four races there, like, that you could play at the start. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. they're doing – I think they're doing Undead, which I, I don't know if they're just doing – Vampires. This, this, he said vampires. Oh, they're, oh, they're doing vampire counts? Okay. Because yeah. yeah. there's actually several undead factions in Warhammer Fantasy, like Tomb Kings being yeah. one of them. They're the kind of Egyptian mummy guys, and then vampire counts. Uh, I know yeah. they're doing chaos, and they're focusing, I think, on Zinch as the god, the, the bird god, basically. Uh, this guy uh, said humans, orcs, vampires, and dwarves. That's what no he chaos. said. Interesting. That, Unless they'll probably expansion yeah. that or something. Yeah, because chaos was actually in the trailer. Uh, so, yeah, he right. was like, we got that, and then we're working on two big expansions we already got planned, so I guarantee that's probably yeah. what it is. All right, fair enough. But uh, it was, yeah, it was one of those things that when it was over, I was I was like, they were like, so what'd you think? And I was like, I really want to know about the other half of the game. Yeah, what, like, what, what you showed yeah. was awesome. <laughs> what, I know Total War. I'm going to spend 90% of the time in the other half of the game. Of course, yeah. So yeah. Well, what's that going to be like? And they're like, well, it's not done yet, so we'll show it to you when it's done. I was like, all right, I'll wait. Mm. <laughs> yep. So no. it was cool, though. Uh, for honor I, did any of you play did dodge did you play for honor at all no i tried to play it with sam but we that, couldn't get in yeah that game didn't interest me very much because it just looked like chivalry and when i said that to sam he got so offended and was like <laughs> uh maybe chivalry's really handsome son oh. like, oh, damn, okay. for honor apparently that's pretty gorgeous. personal for him then yeah for <laughs> honor he loves was, was chivalry, beautiful so. So Hinky was, said that was his favorite game. It looks good. It, yeah. it looks like a mixture of Chivalry and Star Wars Battlefront because there's a PvE a element little, to it. Yeah, it also has a little like Dota style where there's a lane where there yeah. are grunts that like throw themselves at each other and you have to hold that middle point. And then you can kill those guys to get sort of like bonuses and stuff. Yeah, and then again, there's capture kind of the very flag elements in that regard. Yeah, it's it was... The thing that I think is going to throw a lot of people off is it works off of a block mechanic. Yes. So when you're using your controller, one is to like uh, like swing and do things, and the other one is to hold the angle of your sword. So when you're attacking, sometimes you like you have to hold it at a different angle than someone else, or they're instantly blocking. So yeah. you have to know what they're doing versus what you're doing, and it's like 
if you are on the top of your game, it's really complicated. Yeah. But they give you an it's... indicator for that, though, don't they? Like, it seems much easier than something like War of the Roses or Chivalry, where you've just got to watch the angle of the sword. I, I suppose with Chivalry, you aim at the sword to block. With War of the Roses, it was a four-directional block system, but you weren't... Yeah. You had to watch the angle of the sword. It didn't have this big indicator that said, oh, coming from this direction, you better move. Yeah. Yeah. And this, this was... Um, I think it was very easy to figure out but i can see how it overwhelmed people because we got a tutorial before we even played they gave us a tutorial was like go through every step before we even learn to attack we learn to block like that's the first thing they taught yeah. you is how to hold your sword and i feel like that's going to be the biggest thing because then there's square was the counter where you would just punch into a guy and he would go like whoa and then you could use a trigger and quick strike him yeah and so and that's one of the things that it, really that's what happened at the end is by the end of the match 90% of the encounters were who could get the bash off fast enough to then quick strike a guy in order to make him stumble back so then you could start attacking. I mean, that's how most of the encounters went. I'm right. sure when the game's out, it's going to be a little bit different because all of our characters were the one class. They said there's for each of the factions, there's multiple classes, but today you're only playing the attacker from the medieval period. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure our encounters would be much different, but that's, yeah. It was, it was fun. It's fun. It's beautiful to look at. The way you can change your armor and customize the paint on your armor was cool. And oh, so cool. some people had like, I, my guy had like a mask that had a face, but it was all painted over, like bloody looking. I was like, yeah, that's fucking awesome. Some people had numbers on their face and a cross on their face and their whole armor changes based on what your mask is or your yes. helmet. It was cool. It, there's a lot to love there. If you like... Like if you said, "Man, I wish chivalry was just a tad more complicated," this is yeah. probably going to be your shit. You are going to love this. Yo, the dude who was presenting for honor, he was like a plus quality cane plus voice management going on. Like he was just so suave and into it. A lot of people were saying uh, he was uh, like Jeff Goldblum kind of voice going on with him. You had a little bit of that air, yeah. Yeah. He was he he sold that game for sure. Oh yeah, it, look, it does look good. Uh, no doubt about that. I mean, I'll definitely play the shit out of this. I mean, One dev guy said idea. Mountain Blade. It was like Mountain Blade a bit. Yeah, it's. I mean, it is like Mountain Blade because I mean, uh, War for the Roses. Uh, War of the Roses is based on Mountain Blade's uh, blocking mechanics yeah. and things like that. So the thing with Mountain Blade is that while Mountain Blade is amazing, it's also clunky as shit. Like the combat yeah. is really clunky and basic. Uh, but the idea is solid, so it seems like they yeah. refined that. They, it seems like they made it simpler. I'm gonna be honest. Like the, the three directional instead of four directional plus the indicator is definitely a lot simpler than Mountain Blade and War for the War of the Roses. But it does look good regardless. The yeah. one thing I think that will make or break this game is the mechanic of fighting more than one person and the mechanic of taking damage mm. because you can do it. 1v2, you can do that. You can pull it off if you're very skilled. But 1v3, you're effed. You cannot yeah. win that fight. Okay. Um, uh, if you... Then, uh, here's a perfect example. So 1v2, I'm holding a point. And my team, I'm like, I'm going to go sneak around back. I'm going to take B. You guys fight at A in the middle. Lure them there. Because the other team was going all for A. And then whenever we would take something, they just take it back. I was like, you guys fight middle. I'm going to sneak around them, take their thing. They send two back to me. I kill one. And, and, and I fight the other guy off, and he runs away. But because I took on two guys, I took a lot of damage, and the damage system works in that it slows you down, so you're bleeding and you're hurt, and you can barely fight. 
there is like there wasn't a recharge that happened. So I don't know if yeah. I had to do something or I had to press. Like I had no clue. And it literally, when they just came back with two more guys, I was instantly dead because my guy was like, "I wonder if it's glass I thing." It. I mean, I wonder. I wonder if maybe there's a class that has some sort of healing aura or something, and they just didn't let you play that, which is why you uh, didn't have a choice. Oh, I was totally. Yeah, if you take damage, you. It, you it's hard to run. It's hard to swing your sword. Like it's definitely real. It's it's much. Yeah. You know, you're not gonna be able to do that in real life if you're slashed up. But. At the same time, it was like, I really wish I could fight you guys off, but I can't. Like, it's clear I'm better than you, but because I'm so damaged, I'm, I'm dead. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, all right. Well, thanks thanks for that. But I had a lot of fun. It was one of the booths that I think everyone playing it was like, oh, shit. That was cool. So. Yeah, it seemed to be the impression of most people. I mean, certainly when I, I saw it on stream, it's like, okay, I'm interested. Let's see what you got. And then, then yeah. I saw them half-sorting. I'm like, oh, interesting. Yeah, it's, that, I haven't seen a game that's done that before. It's very, very polished. You know, good animation quality, great graphic style, and just a little bit of silliness. It's like, hey, let's have Viking Samurai and Knights. And you can all, all, already see the expansion possibilities there, you know. Just like Chivalry did with uh, Deadliest Warrior. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's uh, what think. Krendor. I played Sniper. a game called. Uh, I played a game called Drawn to Death. It's oh like a, yeah, I saw that last year. It, what was it's it called? It's very garish that game. Drawn to Death. It's a. Um, it's a free to play PS4, uh, shooter arena game where, um, it, like the art style is, it's it's kind of like. It's it's trying to look like what you might see somebody doodle in their notepad, like yeah, yeah, like all of the characters are like weird demons and things, and and like all of the the words that pop up are like you know when when you would try to make your letters look really rock and roll and cool in your notebook and things like that. It it looks like it's supposed to be like just things that a dude would doodle in high school. Um, it uh, is I don't know. It was fun, but like not super intuitive for me. I guess like there were you had like different abilities and things, but it would say it would say that you needed to press a certain button to do them, but it was actually a different button, like mm. weird stuff like that. And I wasn't sure why that was happening, but um, I don't know. the The look of it was cool. It's all black and white except for like little splashes of color. Um, every everybody has their own like big abilities and there's lots of different dudes that you can choose from and stuff so it was fun um it's a david jaff game that one actually the guy mm -hmm. you know, behind god of war and twisted metal so certainly mm -hmm. got potential just based on the pedigree of the designer yeah it's it's a it's a fun game it's pretty straightforward just like i just thought it was weird that it was like you need to press this and i'd press it and it'd be like no you, the, the other one <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> what <laughs> um yeah, they would they would just like launch you down. It was cool. Though the one thing that I always like is when you respawn in a game and you can choose where you respawn. Hmm. So like uh, they'd show you the full map. You'd be like flying in from the sky and they'd show you the full map and you could choose where you wanted to spawn there. So that was kind of nice, so that you wouldn't just show up in the middle of a big old thing and die immediately again. You know, uh, the one thing I couldn't figure out is how to heal. Other people were healing, and I was like, I don't know how to heal. And again, it might have been my character. Like maybe my character couldn't heal for whatever reason. I was like a demon thing, so I don't know. But 
yeah, that was that was a fun game that like no one was playing, which really mm. surprised me. Mm. Oh, I know we played the the division. Oh, oh, yes. we did play the division. That's right, the yeah. motherfucking division. How's <laughs> that game? <laughs> it's I mean, like Crendor, Tom you, you you talk on it. It's yeah. It's if you've played Rainbow Six or like you know any of those Tom Clancy games, it has that same feel to it, and. What we did was third like, person cover based shooting. Yeah. It is exactly. super cover based. <laughs> like yeah, it is mega ultra cover based. And I think it's a little confusing because the mode that we played, it was like teams you're gonna teams. capture some stuff, you're versus people, but you also need to capture capture a, a point so you can extract out of the area. But at the same time, you don't want to shoot anybody because if you do, you become a rogue agent and then everyone can kill you now. It was I'm, look, I don't know what the hell was going on when I was playing. I was so confused. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, I'm going to throw down a turret. You guys have fun. And my turret would just shoot anything. And it'd be like, you killed an agent. I was like, but he's not on my team. And he'd be like, you're a rogue agent. I was like, wait, I thought we were playing against each other to capture this thing. And he's like, you yeah. are. Like, but I killed him. And he's like, good. Like, but now I'm a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. And I was like, I don't know what's yeah, happening Yeah, it was right like, they're like, it's teams of two. And it's like, all right, you go off. And then... They're like, get the legendary weapon. So we get the legendary weapon. He's like, all right, to use the legendary weapon, you got to extract it. So you have it, but you got to extract it to use it. You can't it, use it right now, but you yeah. will be able to one day. We're like, like, okay. So we run in, and then they're like, all right, there's all the other teams of two around here. You just got to call in the helicopter, extract your thing, and then you'd be good. And I'm like, all right, so you, but you can attack the other people. And he's like, yeah, but like if you do, it'll be bad, but it's good. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm what? like, I'm just going to shoot people. So I just I'm started shooting you, everyone. I <laughs> I think, yeah, I eventually gave up and just, if he wasn't on my team, I shot everyone. I threw grenades at everyone. Yeah. And he was like, and the guy was totally, he wasn't saying like, don't do it. He was just like, uh, remember to stay behind cover because they're going to start shooting at you. Oh, that's a good point. Throw a grenade. Like, I was like, wait, are we on the, if we're all part of the division, why are we fighting each other over this? If it's, if it's a game where it's 2v2v2, why do we need to actively fire at someone in order to like now be PVP? I was yeah, like, why aren't we automatically confused. facing um, each other? Like, it seemed like know. a stupid game mode. I, I don't know. I think you were playing the dark zone by the sounds of it. Um, which I, because we're currently watching the multiplayer tr reveal for the dark zone. And yeah, it seems to be like when you go into the dark zone, yeah, you're all members of the division, but you're looking for loot and sh kind of friendships are supposed to break down. And it kind of becomes every group for themselves. Like, that seems to be the idea. But I don't know yeah. if you're penalized in any way for, for killing other division no, members. No, you're you're not. you're not. What happens is uh, your name turns from white to red, and a thing appears above your head that's like, you have 186 seconds of being, you know, a rogue agent. So now everyone can kill you if they want to. It's like, well, that's the whole point. We're killing everyone anyway. Yeah. But you want to extract your like helicopter thing. So like here it comes and it oh, lands. You're like, maybe. okay, go extract. And I tried to extract maybe and I like almost extract. got it. Maybe you can't extract as a rogue agent. Maybe that's no, the No, you can. Because I was a rogue agent and I, I was trying right. to extract. And I was like, yeah, I almost got it. And I got shot and the dude was like, oh, you almost got it. But like, I don't know what, like, would I have won the game then? I don't know. <laughs> I was, think I would have. I am, I am definitely like, somewhat confused, i got to admit. <laughs> or I don't know, maybe I get the legendary weapon then to kill people with? I don't know. It was... Uh, it was alright. Yeah, I, it was <laughs> definitely a wild game. Where Crendor and I were just like, we were on different teams. And I think we both had the same experience of like, what is even happening? 
Yeah. I mean, mechanically, it was fine. It was a cover-based shooter. It was it played well, but like knowing what you needed to do, I had no clue. Zero clue. I was like, I don't okay. I'm yeah. gonna have to watch that video again with the narration so I can figure this game mode out because watching it silently, I don't have a clue what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Not a clue. So it, was, it seemed alright. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to play it, but it seemed like okay. It's one of those games where I, I'm more interested in what the story mode is than any of the side shit. Like, I bet the story mode's fun. Playing with friends would probably be fun through that, but the rest of it, I'm like, mm, I don't give too many shits. Yeah. Uh, Sniper 3 Ghost Warrior. Or Ghost Sniper Ghost Warrior 3. Yeah, Sniper Ghost Warrior 3. Uh, the first two games, if you ever want to look back at those, well, not are pretty great. awful. Yeah. Are pretty awful. <laughs> pretty bad. This one, Crendor and I went in and actually walked out like, holy shit. Like, they actually kind of made it kind of a... I'll let Crendor talk about it because he was much better at it than I was. Oh, yeah. So, they kind of no, went... <laughs> I mean, I was. So, I went... They went for more of like a super realistic approach. And uh, so, you like, you start off and you're like, all right, I'm up in the hills of like... I forgot where it was, like Georgia, like by uh, imagine Russia. Imagine the world being like Far Cry, but without towers. Yeah. So, that's like so, the world they went... Uh, you can use your, like, witcher sense, like, sniper sense, and see, like, oh, <laughs> sniper there's some tingling. <laughs> yeah, there's some footprints on the ground, and it'll be, like, probably from a guard. They're probably nearby. They look fresh. Blah, 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 blah. So you're like, okay. So you follow him, and then you see the guard dude, like, sniping up there. But you're like, he must have, like, uh, he must have trapped it or something. Like, put claymores down. So you get a little closer, then you see, it, like, boing, and, like, the claymores pop up. And you go around them, or you can disarm them. And then you go up to the guy, and then you just, like, yeah, and you, like, cut his throat and whatever. And Good explanation, Crendor. <laughs> You're doing it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of, like, it every day. it's more about being subtle and, like, getting around and doing all that. But then uh, the sniping has, uh, it's affected by humidity. You have to calibrate it. It'll show, like, the distance. So, like, it's, like, 400 yards away. So you got, like, 400 yards and, like, put it in. And it's, like, takes into account humidity, the weather. Uh, and like three other things, like the wind and like. Uh, oh yeah, it, it was crazy. But and then it was also based off of like. You wanted to be careful when you shot people because by following them and sneaking around, you would learn stuff about the story and about your mission in this like giant open world. And so this general we followed, like if you follow him around enough, you learn that his wife was like the nuclear chemist working in the underground lab. And, like, you know, that's how you're in was to get inside of there and, like, do shit. So you had all these different things that would affect the game and the story and what you were doing in your next mission. And so based on when you killed people or, or where you killed people, it would not only affect, like, the reaction to it, but also what happened from that point on in the story. So it was really yeah. – I was like, oh, shit, this is actually yeah. kind of neat. They're trying to make a very, like, dynamic open world thing where you can, like, you can kill this guy, but he'd help you later or it'd lead to more story. Or you can let him – like go and then you'll see that story and stuff happen or like like everything's based on what you choose to do and when you choose to do it yeah it was it was it was definitely a game that took us by surprise and that i didn't expect it to be good but we actually enjoyed the hell out of it when we played so yeah. i don't know it was it was interesting yeah that was pretty cool oh what um. else oh I uh 
<laughs> Go on. Uh, I forgot the other the other Nintendo one is Mario Maker. I got ah, to play yeah. around with Mario Maker a bunch. I don't know if uh, Jesse and Krender did. But, um, I have zero interest in Mario Maker. Oh my gosh, it. it's so fun though. Like, uh, I had up. no interest in it until I watched Nintendo World Championships, which I think is true for pretty much everybody. Uh, watching the championships and watching people like try to do these crazy levels that someone had concocted was just like, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. Uh, but they like let me play a few levels, and they're like a cool just combination of of uh, you know different mario generations and even like when you're creating a level like uh there are no thwomps in the original nes mario but they've sort of like they've created a thwomp in the style of Ah, original mario so you can put pretty much anything across the board anything from any mario game they have adapted to each of the different styles so you can use any of it you want uh which was kind of cool so uh, I played a few different levels and a few different styles. There was one where um, everything was just shooting coins. So it was literally just a level where you're like, coins everywhere! Like, just so happy. Um, because the way that it works is you can place something and then you get to decide what comes out of it. So any any blocks, you can put, like, monsters in there. You can put coins in there, items, you know, whatever. Uh, you can make anything that you want huge you just have to place the item and then take a mushroom and drag the mushroom onto the item and it makes it bigger uh if you want like you can place a turtle and you're like oh i didn't want the green turtle i wanted the red turtle and you can grab it and just shake it and it'll turn into a red one like just cute stuff like that that makes creating the level really really fun uh so like i made a level i made an original nes level that had uh, little bullet shooters all across the bottom, thwomps all across the top, but made it underwater. And uh, I was there with um, AJ from Random Encounters. He and I were making levels for each other and then trying to beat them. And so he started playing and he was like, oh, okay, I'm underwater. So, you know, the thwomps are coming down really slow. It's fine. I'll just float over the top of the thwomps. But then at the very end, I put a blooper and gave it a a uh, mushroom so it was a giant blooper just like so he's like slowly floating along this way and then this blooper's like whoop whoop and he's like oh no <laughs> all right Satan. Oh, no. okay oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was really fun and then and then he took like a lot of time trying to make a difficult level but forgot to place where mario starts so he was like all right go ahead have fun with this level like took a really really long time on it and then when i hit start to try and play it I was just at the very end of the level. <laughs> so he like he like looked down at his phone, looked up and was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, I, I just finished it, you know? <laughs> um, but they're smart. The way that they do it with, uh, with submitting levels is the same way that they did it with, I think, Little Big Planet, where you make a level, but unless you personally can beat it, you can't submit it as a level for other people to play. So you can build the level as crazy as you want, but then they make you run through it and beat it. And then it gives you the option to submit, which is kind of nice. So you can't just like cover the end goal and fire and be like, have fun, fuckers. <laughs> you personally have to be able to do it. Yeah. So um, it's it's kind of a nice way to do it. And it's really, really clean. The, the way that you make the levels, they've made it really fun 
to do. There's like a weird hand that shows up to like touch things. Like this lady's hand just like comes in and goes boop. <laughs> it's like super weird, but I don't know. It's cute. So I had a lot of fun with that. We probably spent the most time playing with Mario Maker. I know there'll be all the like speed run people being like, I've made the craziest level and oh, I speed yeah. run it in like two seconds. For you sure. Can... <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's going to be a big thing, like making levels for your friends and then playing them in videos and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it seems cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The world championships, I think, were like the best way to start off E3 because the hype was so legit. People were like really, really loved watching it. I was like screaming at the TV. It was cool. Yeah. What, Jesse? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. All I it was it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. I, I I feel I feel like all the world championships taught me was how awful the internet is as that human is beings. Real. As just awful poor fucking like mini weeks out there being awesome and the internet's like fuck this kid. I'm like <laughs> you are so you're the worst kind of people. Like get him off. He just keeps talking. Fuck. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you guys are I, just, chat I was. didn't even look at chat. I just thirteen year olds it. trying to bully just, six year olds. It was so yeah. fun. Watching it, it was really fun. So. Yeah, Minnie Wheat's sitting there being all cute. He's like, Oh yeah, this is a strategy for this and this and this. They're like, Fuck this kid, he's so annoying. And I'm like, I can't I can't handle you, Twitch. You're the worst. Minnie Wheat is the cutest little boy in the world, and you're wrong I know, if you think otherwise. I love, <laughs> love Minnie Wheat. And they're yeah. assholes. It was it's a fuck. It's a fucking squid, squid kid game. He's the perfect person to be like. I like this game. It's cute. You're asking. Yeah. It's amazing how hardcore asshole. people get over Nintendo shit, which is obviously aimed at children. It really is. <laughs> yes. It's almost like people get angry at fun things like Hearthstone. Yes, when quite. <laughs> well, I mean, Hearthstone is a super serious esports game, as you probably is. well aware. That's purely yeah, based on skill and nothing. But. Like you had a tavern mode that's for fun. I wanted tournament mode to play intense battles against in- intense <laughs> dice rolling <laughs> battles. <laughs> okay, great, yeah, whatever. Love it. Uh, it's like how how dare tavern brawl actually be enjoyable? <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible yeah. decision that was that Blizzard made there. Uh, um, I played volume. Oh, uh, uh, oh volume. volume! Mike Biffle's game, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, What's that? It all about? was, it was basically the premise is you're a like futuristic thief, and you're running through a it's a rogue game or like a what would you call it? Like it's a stealth game, stealth. There yes. we go. And you have to sneak around, avoid robots and different things, but you're robbing from these. You're basically like futuristic Robin Hood, and you're stealing from these very wealthy, very influential people. But you have an AI that records it all and then uploads it to the internet. So it's very tongue-in-cheek in that everything you do, the main character and the robot have this sort of silly dynamic where they talk to each other. And he ta- he's, like, he's like, like if you do something amazing, he's like, you see that internet? Like stuff like that. And the robot's like, oh, sir, this will, this will be very good once uploaded. And um, yeah, so the crazier stuff you pull off, the more they talk about like how funny it was and how it will work for the internet. And so it's a whole <laughs> video series about your guy who's just like, I'm a badass thief, I'm future Robin Hood, and I'm going to stealthily steal all this awesome loot and data and stuff. And it's it's a really fun, very simple game. I liked it. Um, it definitely gets hard to the point where I was like, well, thanks for the demo. I don't <laughs> want to get angry. Yeah. But then we talked. 
Crendor. We talked with that with him and then the Armello guys yeah. and some dudes, uh, one of the dudes from Joystick. Like all these guys in the Sony area for like 45 minutes just like yeah. about the games we liked and all the shit. It was a lot of fun. There were some stand-up yeah. dudes. And then they talked, the guys who made Armello talked about Australia. And they're like, oh, yeah, I saw the spiders like this big, tiny little thing. And I was like, motherfuckers, stop. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it was Armello nice. It was really fun, of, fun, though. Armello's like, yeah, it was, it was, I haven't played it yet, but I, it looks like a board game, so I want to be on a little He was talking about it, and I told him it looks a lot like Talisman, and he was like, yeah, it's like Talisman, but with less random and a bit more strategy. That would be good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we experienced. Cool. Yeah. It's definitely, and I, I made a mistake in the universe. second day review Crendor and I did. I said that I had played it and uploaded it. I played it, recorded a video, just, I guess, I didn't upload it ever. <laughs> I guess it's still my laptop. So that means we can all play it, wink, wink. Wait, wait, yeah. co-op lounge. Yeah. I can sure. finally upload something. It did. It but looked it's really probably fun. one of those games. The game they had for PlayStation was much more polished and much more done than what I remember playing on PC. So either the PC version right now, updated. Yeah. Well, he told yeah. me that they're expecting to be out of early access in like two months. Right. So, it's so they've really, made a lot of progress. Yeah, they're going to, instead of four, they're now up to eight characters and, and there are different factions now. So there's actually two different bears from the bear tribe. And there's all these different, so it's, it's really cool. It's a very clever, fun game that, you know, the whole point is to kill the king, but at the same time, you can do other things to still win. And people who attack yeah. the king can get fucking wrecked by doing it. Mm -hmm. And it's about when you kill yeah. the king, because the king over time loses health because he has a plague. And so as he grows more evil, he grows weaker. So as time goes on, more awful shit's on the board, but the king becomes weaker. And so you have to plan when to take him out. It's a very fun game. I've pretty much only ever done a strength build in that game. I feel like I'd be forced to like make some different choices if I was playing against real people. You know, like I would I would love to play against a human being instead of whatever a the wolf's name is. Whatever the, the yeah. wolf guy, mm -hmm. he's the best for completing quests. And so every time I play, yeah, I play his exactly. game and I don't even attack the king, I just do the quests and by the end I've like a thousand more points than everyone else. I'm like, screw you, game, I won. Yep, yeah, that's how I always win. Yeah. I'm like I mean, I would love to try and fight the king, but there's no point because <laughs> I can just pretty much questline this. But yeah, uh, Armello, like in a row next to each other in the Sony area, which was crazy. It was Sony had this indie area. It was Armello, Volume, Soma, and then another game that we didn't get to play that was like Gun something. And it's Enter the Gungeon? Ah. Uh... I don't think so. Dungeon. It might have been. I don't. I don't remember. Save yeah. my life. It was a. It was a 3D shooter though. Um, oh, that's not the Gungeon. No, that's something else. It was really like the Sony. It, here's the thing. It was the Sony Europe area, and so everyone there was real fucking cool and laid back yeah. compared yeah. to Sony like on the floor area where <laughs> everyone had to stick up their ass. It was crazy, and so this area was so fun, and um, they had the one where you have to like live through the night because there's serial killers trying to get you. The uh, something dawn. Oh, oh, oh. Until, Until dawn. dawn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get to play because the line was too ridiculous, but it looked The line cool. was huge for that. I really it wanted to play it. Looked cool. Yeah. And, I, it, and it definitely, everything I saw was super tropey of like horror movies. So I was like, all right, this might be worth a play. So it was, it was really impressive. I think Sony had a lot of games that really, I was like, oh shit. You definitely, I, as a company, as a console, I think you beat Xbox hands down, like crushed them. Mm -hmm. So 
which was interesting because I think the uh, uh, unless we have anything else to talk about on the floor, we can start to move on to the actual conferences. Sure. The yeah. impression seemed to be it was it was pretty close. A lot of people were saying, "Yeah, Bethesda crushed everyone," and I don't really blame them for saying that. Uh, but in terms of Xbox versus Microsoft, I think some people believe that Xbox did edge it out a little bit, and that's probably because it dropped bombs like backwards compatibility. But then some people are arguing, "Well, but Final Fantasy VII remake, but Shenmue and Last Guardian, and so on and so forth." So I think Sony won in terms of titles. Um. But I think Xbox won in terms of what they actually presented us with. Well, I feel like Xbox victory, this is like one of those, like you fought the dude and you won, but he poisoned you kind of deals. <laughs> and so eventually you're going to die. Because Xbox, they're like, we have backwards compatibility, but it's backwards compatibility that's going to be rolled out over the next two years. So yeah. like, you're only going to have 100 games by the end of the year. And by the end of that next year, you're going to have more. So like, there's only going to be so many games they're going to roll out that you have backwards compatibility with. And so it, it's one of those things that eventually that's going to be a huge selling point. But right now, there's only so many games you can play. Do, do you yeah. really think it's going to be a huge selling point? I mean, I really uh, do think... Would... If it had launched with it, I think it would have been a huge selling point. It, bringing it now, bear in mind, it's not going to launch until the end of the year. It's in preview mode right now, and it sucks. Like, uh, they did a frame rate analysis. My, uh, fucking Mass Effect at one point was a 10 FPS. It was just like unplayably bullshit. But oh, yeah. when they right showed now, it on, at the when they showed it on the show floor, ma, or, uh, on the in the press conference, Mass Effect looked like shit. They're yes. like, look. At well, that it ran like show on three sixty as well, but it, now it runs even worse. <laughs> like yeah. they managed to make it run even worse, which is really impressive. But again, it's not going to be like actually released properly until the end of the year, so it does make sense. Every, everyone, Still better than what PlayStation's trying to do, yo. Well, with PlayStation <laughs> now, on the show floor. Yeah. Everyone on the show floor, though, like just normal fans, not press people. We're all talking about that. They were super hyped. And most of them, this is what I think I've learned. Most people, which is probably something we should all know, don't have an Xbox One or PlayStation 4. So when they think ahead, they're like, oh, shit, here's my reason to get an Xbox One. And a lot of people I talked to were like, I'm going to save my money, get that Xbox One now. Uh, you're because... telling me that there were people wandering around E3 that don't own a next-gen console. Like, I mean, I can understand that if you're oh, just yeah. a PC this gamer. This was that's... the first year that it was like, massively open to just fans they did let fans in that is true yeah so this was, wasn't it with so, nintendo was it nintendo that brought in like ten thousand fans or something like that yeah there was a big thing like fans were just allowed to register this year so it wasn't technically an industry event this year it was like everyone and their brother that's was weird it, it seems like they're turning it towards gamescom but just more annoying than gamescom and that sounds oh, it terrifying felt like to gamescom me. the lines were fucking out of control yeah that's gamescom yeah. in a nutshell yeah yeah, I was like, Gamescom oh, right. has a shitload more space, thankfully. Except they cram more people into it every year. Oh, they do. Oh, they do. Yeah. But um, every, yeah, most people were like, yeah, I don't. I have a 360 still, and this is my reason to get an Xbox One. And so I think that's going to be the thing that really what I think it does is it affects Xbox only people more than anything else. It's the trigger yeah. that's going to make them get the Xbox One the, 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 to upgrade. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah. They, yeah. they feel more. They feel more secure upgrading because that means they can actually trade their old system in. And there's yep. like, yeah, I'm, I can keep my games and they'll sort of still work. I think for early adopters, most of them, either they decided, look, I still care about my old games, so I'm just going to keep them and the system. Or they're like, I don't give a fuck. I'm trading everything in to offset the cost of it. So it exactly. seems to me for those people, this would not be like a good value add. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's why those people are probably like, oh, shit, Sony. 
And so I think those are the ones who were like, Sony's fucking awesome. Which I think game-wise, <laughs> game-wise they delivered. I think their what games were... about that were... Uh, Disney guy? Where he is like, Boba Fett. Oh, shit. The Disney I Infinity tried... guy? I, I want yeah. whatever drugs he was on, because holy crap. I tried so hard all week to make that a meme. To everyone I met, I was like, Oh, uh, yup, you can play as Boba Fett, too. <laughs> <laughs> he was a living Disney character. <laughs> so they brought him out of the game to promote the game. It's just terrifying. <laughs> New technology. They just snuck a HoloLens um... onto everybody. He's actually a hologram. He wasn't real. No. Just saying. Oh, I think... Press conference-wise, if you start with Bethesda, Bethesda was one that it blew everyone away. It looked really, really polished. I think it might have been the best, like, pulled-off conference. Like, everything about it was just like, bam, 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 we know what we're doing. It had a shitload um, of gameplay, which is why, like, they spent a lot... Yes. Because they weren't trying to present 50 fucking titles, they were basically just presenting five or six, they were able to show a lot. I mean, we saw a shitload of Fallout, a shitload of Doom... And I mean, yeah, well, whatever the rest of it, you know. Obviously, we got the dishonored. We got, we got a dishonored trailer. Yeah, yeah. We didn't we get any gameplay of that. But and, and then, but I think they knew what people wanted and what they didn't want. Mm -hmm. So when it was like, bam, we're gonna show you Doom. Oh, here's another game that we've been Elder Scrolls, talking. the card game. Yeah. yeah like, now <laughs> we know why. Fuck? Every single company that was like, we're making a card game, didn't show us anything of the card game. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah, like, really? The Star Wars card game. Yeah. They didn't show us anything. They were like, it's that's because they're always going to be Hearthstone. Right, yeah, they're, they're all basically going to be Hearthstone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so, is like, uh, I was so irritated. Well, now you know like why the... they're trying to sue Mojang for scrolls. Now you know yeah. exactly why it was. Yeah, we yeah. were talking about that. Totally. It's like the MOBA thing where everybody's like, League of Legends and Dota, let's make a game like that. Yeah, <laughs> now it never it's... does as well. Yeah, now, now it's going to be, we're going to make Elder Stone. Yeah. I'm like, whatever, okay. Yeah. That, that's the next bandwagon. And they're going to lose. That's The dumb thing is they're yeah. going to fucking lose again. Like, oh, yeah. Maybe Hearthstone one of them becomes so... like the Dota to the League of Legends. You know, it's like they become yeah. reasonably popular. But it's like Hearthstone's like you have it on PC, you got it on tablets, you got it on phones, phones. now. Like I was in the Star Wars line and I was like, oh, I get good connection. I'm going to play a Hearthstone game. And the dude yeah. next to me was like, dude, I've got like five wins in a row in that. It's really fun. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing I think everyone's counting on. That your loyalty to their franchise will outweigh your enjoyment of Hearthstone. Yes. Yeah, because they're like, oh, well, you want a card game, but you like our theme, right? I mean, that's why Star Wars has a good shot, because it's fucking Star Wars. The weird thing yeah. is there's about three different Star Wars card games that already exist, and I imagine <laughs> this one's going to be not like any of them. So yeah. that's a little bit strange. I imagine people would play the shit out of a Nintendo-themed one, out of a, I mean, you know, things like Star Trek and like any, any kind of big franchise you know, that it would probably work for. I'm not so sure about Elder Scrolls. That's, that seems like a bit of a... We, yeah. I'd, I'd rather play a Fallout card game than I would an Elder Scrolls game, but they're too busy but, making fucking Fallout Shelter for that. Well, Elder Scrolls has a lot of, like, there have been so many games that there's a lot to pull from. Like, you can't really make a trading card game unless you have a lot to pull from. And I don't think that they really have that with Fallout. Not as much. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, they have. there's as many Fallout games as there are Elder Scrolls games. Because there's Fallout 1, 2, Tactics 3, New Vegas. Uh, there's then Brotherhood of Steel 1, Brotherhood of Steel 2. I think. Do you think... Do you think that the world has been developed enough to have... Possibly not. Possibly, you know, because the, okay. the interesting thing about, like, Fallout is like, it's the Wasteland. And then yeah. with, uh, with Elder Scrolls, like, well, this game's based in Morrowind. This game's based in... Uh, whatever the f uh, Cyrodiil, yeah, that place. 
This is on the Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, guess, I think I think you, there's your all point, these races. And yeah, I think your point's valid. Characters and... I, think, I think your point is valid there. I still think they could pull it off with both. Honestly, people are asking for Warhammer CCGs. There's like three of those. I mean, yeah. <laughs> trust me, I own the 40k one, and there's at least two wa regular Warhammer ones. So yeah, the, but the thing is, none of those are really optimized for actual like tablet gameplay and things like that. So. If they were ever to do something like that, they would redesign it. Because the thing about Hearthstone is that Hearthstone threw away a lot of what a Magic the Gathering does. And it yeah. made it a better video game as a result. Because Magic the Gathering, yeah, yes. every time you do something, it's got to wait for a potential response. Because mm. you can play an interrupt or an instant or respond mm -hmm. with an ability. And you've got to tap mana cards to do it. Hearthstone, there's no... Inter when it's not your turn, you can't do shit. Which means yeah. the game runs much faster and the interactions are, you're not held up every five seconds. So yeah. that's probably the way they're going with it. That's the way that a lot of these games are going to go. They're going to remove that level of interaction to speed it up. The, the thing I think, um, going back to Bethesda. Uh, should we actually take a break and then we'll come back to Bethesda? Because we are sure. actually on the hour. So we'll come back and then we're going to be talking about the Bethesda conference and all the other conferences as we wrap up the rest of the show. You're watching the Co-Optional Podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast for the final hour or so of the show. All right, let's do the roundups of the conferences. So we're on Bethesda. So let's get back to what we were talking about earlier. Jesse. Uh, I think the thing that was most interesting for me about Doom uh, besides the fact that I enjoyed the hell out of the gameplay trailer, I'm not sure how real it was, but uh, I, I think the thing that was interesting to me is going away from it, I'm curious to see what the difference is going to be between the footage they showed of multiplayer and the footage they showed of the actual game. Because the multiplayer looked a little more grainy, a little more real, a little more like what I imagine it'll look like, and I'm wondering what the final product is going to be between those two. Other than that, if they can deliver on what they said they deliver on and make it frantic and fast and fucking nuts, I'm totally down. Like, I'm down to play that mm -hmm. game. But it's all about if they can make that happen. Doom looked really, it looked really satisfying to play to me. Yeah. But we'll have to see what it feels like when you actually play it. Yeah. Um, mm. I love that pretty much every game since Titanfall has been like, oh, double jumps are nice. In shooters, let's yeah, do not? those. Let's have some mobility for a change instead of just like magnetizing into the ground. Yeah, <laughs> there's, yeah. there's little, I've got a couple packs. of little bug bears with Doom. Just a, a couple of it looks. It looks good, and aesthetically, it looks pretty great. But there's one part of the aesthetic I don't like, and that's why is there a piss filter? Why does everything have this yellow hue over it? It looks like someone peed on the camera, and I don't know why. But they chose to went. They chose to go with that aesthetic, and it does not look great. Here's the thing about Doom, and this is, I'm not the first person to say this, but it's not an original thought. Doom was a colorful game. If you right. played the original two games, Doom is very colorful. Things like the Kaka Demons are, of course, red and blue. You know, big, bright, bold colors. And there's no boldness in color here, with the exception of, like, the... I think it was later on in the gameplay demo. The hell area. Uh, yes, uh, and uh, yeah. there was like one of the big guys with the sort of green plasma cannons. The lighting effect on that looked fucking awesome, incidentally. Yeah. Absolutely mm. lovely, really impressive. But outside of that, I'm like, it. can we have some color back, please? You know, it doesn't, right. there's no need to make it kind of look uh, as washed out as that. So yeah. that was maybe a bit of a problem I had with it. The other issue that I've got with it is. Focus on executions, which is obviously nicked from Brutal Doom, so I, I get why they mm -hmm. did that. But it seems like most of your health 
comes from executing dudes instead of actually yes. collecting. Yeah, it's, a, it's a reward for yeah. doing that, yeah. I, I'm not so keen on that. Like, it, it, I preferred, you know, the original Doom, finding health was a challenge and it meant that the level design had to be good in order to accommodate that. So you had to explore yeah. the level and find shit. Didn't I'm just glad like that. that I'm glad that you don't uh, gain back health over time, at least. Oh yeah, you don't regenerate health. So it yeah. seems to me like you know the, the idea is just to encourage people to keep fighting because if you keep fighting and you keep executing, you keep getting health. Uh, there's always the risk that that turns into a I am basically invincible kind of problem. Mm -hmm. But I guess it's going to mm -hmm. depend on how well they they balance the difficulty. So right. I, 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 had a, I had a couple of little gripes regarding that. I'm a little bit worried about that system. Also, while some people really like the look of the chainsaw, I actually think it sucks. And the reason I think that is because in a game like Doom, when you get out the chainsaw, you, you, know, you ran it into people and they died. Here, it's like it's a little cutscene every time you kill someone with a chainsaw. That gets really yeah. fucking repetitive really quickly and it interrupts the gameplay consistently. So I'm not a fan of that either. I also yeah. felt like the... Uh the plasma rifle looked really unsatisfying. Oh yeah, I agree with that. Like all the other guns, you're like, yeah, that's cool. The plasma rifle's like pew 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 pew, pew and nothing happened. You're like, yeah. And then I think uh, they used they used like a, a plasma type of gun in the Halo gameplay, and I was like, that's what it should look like. Like you should be seeing shit like blow up from all that, you know? Oh yeah, and but Halo they, for all those people wondering. Uh, I talked to Sohinky, who's like super strategy, like I love games, and he was like, I love the Needler, and in Halo, they like ruined the Needler after Halo 3, and now in Halo 5, it's good again. So for oh, all you Halo good. nerds out there, that's a Get thing. The Needler. <laughs> the Needler. The rocket, launch, the rocket launch looks pretty good. I've got to admit that. That's, uh, that looks like it's nice and powerful, so I don't really yeah. object to that. Another show, a tiny bit of the BFG at the end. Super Shotty looks super satisfying. And it yeah. really is just blowing people to pieces. But, I mean, I'm looking at the plasma rifle na right now. I'm like, that looks like a Borderlands weapon. You know, and that, that's not what it I expect doesn't... out of id. Absolutely yeah. not. It's not what I... Yeah, especially out of a game like this, where they're trying to focus a lot on just, like, doing really satisfying executions and shots yeah. and things. And I'm like, why would you have a gun that just looks so <laughs> lame? <laughs> like, yeah. if you know... Yeah you have no visual feedback to feel like you're doing a lot of damage. I don't understand. Mm. Yeah. That's on something they'll need to improve. On the flip side of this, and this goes, it isn't related to Doom, but it, except in combat. Uh, I'm the last day I managed to play Shadow Warrior 2. Yeah. And the combat in that is just as quick and fast paced as Doom, but now there are like 70 different weapons you can use. They've changed everything to fit a like, bigger, less corridory world. There's four players like they stepped it up a notch and you can definitely tell like I was like when I played that I was like this is what I wanted out of Doom. Mm -hmm. Like this is what I wanted Doom to be. This sort of fast paced like crazy shit happening using a sword and guys are like every time you slice them something different happens to them because in the first one they only made like five or six different cuts. But this one they purposely went in and were like we're going to make it so every time you cut guys up they cut up differently. And I was like, that's something I like. And I think that they might have nailed what Doom was going for. And so when Doom comes out, it'll be interesting to see the difference between the, the indie developer versus the big-time AAA developer. When they're both doing roughly the same kind of deal. Like a quick, fast-paced, run-and-gun shit coming at you from all angles. It, it, we'll see. We'll see. 
Well, Flying Wild Hog have a lot of experience. I mean, you know, they, they have devs from Painkiller, they have devs from Bulletstorm, and of course, the original Shadow Warrior, well, the re re remake of Shadow Warrior that they made was fucking great. I mean, I'm yeah. not... I'm not hugely in on the co-op because I'm, I always get worried whenever it's like, oh, we're going to do a co-op FPS. Like, oh, okay, level design's gone out the window then because you're just going to have big open fields. It's going to end up turning into fucking serious Sam if you're not careful. The but, level yeah. that we got to play was a um, level where it was a town, a city, that each time you did the level, it was the same um, pathing through the level, but it was always looking different. So if you loaded the level differently... It would be different streets, different buildings, but it would be the same, like, mechanically you could get through it the same way. So, like, they tried to make everything a little bit different, but not really make it so it's like, oh, yeah, no, every, you know, it's so open-worldy that we're going to sacrifice the other gameplay elements. Mm. And so I'm interested yeah. to see how that works out with, like, the bamboo forests or the underworld places that are much more open. So, but, but what we saw was really fucking cool. You can battle on, you don't even have to go on the ground. You can make it across the entire area just on rooftops and fight enemies up. And the enemies will now climb the roof to fight you up there. And um, it was, yeah, it was really fucking cool. And it felt way better than I imagine, like at least watching wise, Doom was. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I just hope the co-op doesn't compromise the single-player experience because I'm not really interested in the co-op. And as I said before, co-op games often sacrifice the single-player aspect of it in terms of balance, in terms of level design, because they're based on this idea of, oh, you have a bunch of guys with guns, so it's much more fun, right? Like, well, I mean, ish? Yeah, but not so much. So we'll, well, we the will one see. Thing, the one thing I'm not sure of, and I, I guarantee it was just for the demo, but player one and player two in the co-op demo did not start in the same place. Huh. So they met up at a certain point. Right. And so I wonder if that's deliberate. It, yeah. I, I don't know if that was just for the demo to like, oh yeah, there's another player in here. It's not just single player. Or if it was something that happens in the game all the time. Like you never start up the same. So you have to fight your way by yourself to meet people. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. That's kind of, I like that concept too. Yeah. Like you have to be good by yourself and not just let your friends murder Definitely. everything. Going back to Doom, <laughs> Snap Map looks great. I really, Agreed. really ex excited about that. Like, it's like it's it's sort of my dream that you can have an editor which is really easy to use but also yeah. quite powerful. It looks so like intuitive. Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. Big into that. Plus, I mean, that automatically says to people, "Look, there's going to be a shitload of content, and you know, people are going to create some things which are absolutely insane that the devs didn't even think about." So that's a big deal to me. I'm I'm really happy to see that. That's a really nice addition to it. Of course, we saw we saw a, a CG trailer for Dishonored 2. I mean, I'm just glad that it's coming out, ultimately. Also having a choice of two different characters, which have different abilities. Great. That's replayability. We like that. And huge, huge replayability, because apparently, uh, and they didn't say this in the thing, but if you read the press stuff, they're like, if you pick Emily, Corvo's dead. If you pick yeah. Corvo, you get an entirely different story. So it's right. technically two games? I don't know. Like, the press stuff only told you that. but yeah. I can't the imagine they'd make everything completely games. different, but they would alter uh, quite a bit of stuff. Like, make maybe make it like uh, Wolfenstein, you know, where, yeah. uh, where you make that choice, which affects the timeline, that affects the rest of the game. But you still kind of go through the same levels. I'm excited. It, I mean, of course, it's dishonored. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. 
And Fallout 4, of course, was one of the main presentation things. Uh, people keep linking this article that Fallout 4 is going to be uh, 1080p 30fps on everything. That's, of course, not true. It's it's not, not true. Be, it's not going to be 30fps <laughs> on uh, PC. That's ridiculous. It, of course, it won't be. Uh, but it will be on console. So, you know, Xbox One, PlayStation 4. The Fallout 4 presentation was pretty impressive, got to admit. And the combat looks okay, but it was the settlement building that was really getting me. It was like... yeah. Settlement building is super cool. Yeah. I mean, not only does Uh, that give you something which you could sink a lot of hours into, but the amount of customization there is ridiculous. I thought it was hilarious that they were like, we don't want to spoil anything about the story, but you're the sole survivor of the vault. And I was like, stop, stop, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just by showing the like, we're going to show you the beforehand stuff. They spoiled some story. But I did... love the way they presented character creation because it was sort of trolly where they were just like here's your main character and the wife's like oh honey look at you you're so sweet and they're like or you could be the woman and then the crowd was like yay yeah because there was that ridiculous rumor that was spread around by a couple of sites that you would only be able to play as a male which had absolutely no substance to it whatsoever well it was just because in the in the in the trailer trailer just it was literally, I think, just because the guy talked. Yeah. And also because um, in the very, very early rumors about Fallout 4, they were like, you're going to have a set character. He's going to be fully voice acted, yeah. like all this stuff. And so when we saw the initial trailer, it was like, oh, my God, maybe that's true. Maybe they have a character that, you know, is fully fleshed out and doesn't get to be like you in the game, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, I was, I was really excited. I was waiting for it though, because she was just standing back there and I was like, they're going to swap. They're totally going to swap. And yeah. then they swapped and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I like that he did the exact same thing. He's like, oh, you're so beautiful, honey. I was like, mm-hmm. ah, this is great. You guys, mm-hmm. it's a really fun, like character creation screen. I think they nailed that. Yeah. Like the opening they showed, I was like, you guys hit on something really cool here. So, oh my God. And that they're going to be doing sim babies. How they're like, oh, and then however the husband and wife look, they're yeah. going to just like randomly generate a baby. And I was like, that baby's going to be ugly every time because like Fallout, the Fallout faces are already kind of jank ball. <laughs> like they don't look great. Well, that's so like, every oh, Bethesda man. face ever, right? I like know. they're terrible at was, that. When I was watching the EA press conference, I was like, God, they just, they nail it. Like, EA and their sports games, they're just like, would you like to see beautiful, perfect people? And I'm like, oh my god, you're so good at it. Could you just, like, give that to Fallout, please? Because the mouths are killing me. Ugh. Anyways. <laughs> Felt a lot of feelings yeah. just then. But Sim Babies, your baby is always going to be ugly. That's, here's my, here's my question. That here's there. my question. What role or purpose does that have in any way for the story if you're the sole survivor? See, well, that's the thing. Maybe your wife and your baby wind up in a different vault. Like, that's the kind of thing where it's like, yeah, when they said, like, oh, yeah, you have a baby, and the baby is the mix of whatever characters you create, I'm like, yeah, okay, well, if everyone's dead, that's maybe five minutes of, of time that we can do that. Like, that seems pointless. Mm-hmm. But if if they just gave away a massive spoiler there, like, oh, yeah, no, your kid's yeah, all grown up for some shit. Yeah. But it's 200 years in the future. But maybe your kid's a robot. Who knows? <laughs> so many things. The maybe your kid, maybe your kid goes into a vault where they can put his brain in a robot. But the brain is a baby because you put the baby brain in the robot. Chat's got it. The right. baby's the villain. The baby <laughs> is the main villain. Yeah. 
Maybe. Father, I you left it. me 200 years ago. He's like all mangled with robot brain. <laughs> you never yes. loved me. The last one was called Daddy Issues. That'd be great. Oh. That'd be so good. Coley yep. nailed it. No spoilers. Yep. Here's, here's you the are spoiler. actually the dog. Just want to point that out. The like, dog the is the baby! Oh, ah! shit! <laughs> really? You're the dog, and the survivor is your companion. And he speaks for you. I thought you were going to say that your survivor, the survivor is your baby. <laughs> <laughs> yep, good, You're good, the good, dog. good, good, good. You're sense. actually a kid, but also a squid, you know. Oh, God, it's all getting so complex. <laughs> I so do love that. Uh, I like that we got even more. Um, they're they're really trying to, in, in a, the opposite way of Doom, they're like, hey, you know how all of those other Fallout games have basically just been poop colored? Here's a really colorful world with lots of different locations and lots of like there are some areas that look like the last Fallout areas because those areas still exist. But then there are areas that are very colorful and have a whole culture all their own. And I was like, yay! Like some areas look really cool. It's Boston. That's all you know. Well, you know what I mean. So exciting. Flying ship thing. Of course. Why not? Yep. Flying guitar ship, yes. Yes. Yeah. Fallout Shelter, which of course is out. Yeah. I've been playing Let's, it constantly. Look, it was as okay the, for like 12 hours. As resident mobile it, it's me. I, I agree with Jesse on this. Like, it gets... It doesn't have any depth to it. It really doesn't. Like, it, it, it's a... No, it it's a login, push buttons to that. collect shit game, build stuff, and log <laughs> out again. Like, you play it for two minutes on the on the toilet. That's what you do. It's exactly it's what I do. It's a toilet game. I started my vault over because at first I was expanding too fast. And then I realized, oh, it makes a lot more sense to just make like the bare minimum of what you need. Um, breed your people until you've filled everything out, fully upgrade all of your stuff and then continue to build. So, yeah, like the the optimum way to play it is definitely like log in, collect all of your resources and just leave it alone. Like. Like, don't expand until you have to expand. I think that's really the only way for your vault to not fall apart. That would, I couldn't, I, that, would bore me, that would bore me so much. Just like log but in. You don't oh. have time to be bored. Jesse, you're literally like boop, 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 close. Yeah. There's no boredom Yeah, time. because <laughs> you rush your shit until it's too risky to rush it anymore. Build everything you can with the resources you've got. Send some guys out into the wilderness if you can afford to. If you've got the like the, the stim packs and the rad and the you know the decent enough weapons to do it, and then you leave, and then you come back an hour later and you do that again. I mean, it is a, it's a cow clicker. I mean, for the most part, it is a cow well, clicker. Well, let's be clear: the best part of the game is the crazy shit your little meeple people do, because people. whatever whatever the hell <laughs> they do, it's always like I had sex with this one girl and got her pregnant. Now I'm gonna go hit on twelve other women, and it's like, what are you doing, bro? That's crazy. <laughs> but you've oh, got yeah, to do it's... that yourself. Like, they won't do it uh, of their own accord. You've got to drag them into the living quarters. What, yeah. what I did like as well is they, oh. they have lines if you accidentally drag in someone they're related to. They're like, I'm just here having a fun family time. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's just like, oh, okay. Oops. I, right. Yeah. No incest. Uh, All right. Cry posted a picture, like a screenshot from his phone of just like his living quarters with like five pregnant ladies in it. And I was like, Yo, cry, put them back to work. What are you yeah. doing, bro? And he was like, whoa, they c I could put them back to work. Yeah, they can work. Like, I know. Work them, work them. Yeah. I, I yeah. shut mine right back in the radio studio because I have like 
three women with high charisma that I use to breed, essentially. But then when yeah. when they're pregnant, they just go right back into they're the radio people. studio to attract this more people. It's actually sadistic. Yeah, <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, I, I've got a guy out right Tumblr, now. Attack total biscuit. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That's already there. <laughs> that's already being posted as we speak. It's their problem for having such high charisma. Yeah, they're very, very charismatic. I, I got a set of power armor in that game, a legendary set of power armor. Because I'm gonna be honest, opening lunchboxes is really fun. Too, it's more fun than boxes. yeah. I I opened a few and I got um. The, I think I've only I've had two legendary drops, and one of them was a set of uh power armor, and it's pretty strong. It's like plus four strength, like plus four endurance or whatever. So I have a guy that runs around with an armor piercing sniper rifle. 20 stim packs, 20 radaways, and the armor, and I send him out for like five days into the wilderness, and he comes back with just a sack so of- So much shit. It's like, here's <laughs> 5,000 caps and 20 guns and 20 outfits. I had to expand my storage because he's bringing back too much shit. So, yeah, that's all he just- But, honest, I mean, that game has no depth. Like, n none at all. It's, it's, it's nice looking, it's buggy as shit. Like, just, you have people float around the place, the animations break all the time in that game. So that's mine haven't at all. Mine have on i on an iPad. Uh, they do almost consistently. Oh. So they they sort of float around like things on fire and they just stand there and then the fire goes out. It's really weird. Oh man, but yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's cute. Whatever, it's a free game. It's not not yeah. a great game, but it's cute. Okay, you don't have to wait for for rooms to be built. That's no, nice. Which is nice. Which is nice. You still have to wait for resources because you can't just keep building rooms because you want to have the caps for it. You but... Stand by. Yeah. You sh show us your vault. I'm going to. Once it eventually loads. Loading times in that game are Thrilling actually quite high. Thrilling excitement of waiting for Dodger to show us her phone game. Oh, well, I'm moving up to another yeah. conference while that shit loads, because the, the loading uh, time is pretty high on that game. Yeah, next one was Xbox, but Xbox pretty much showed you what we've already talked about. You get your video games, old games, maybe, and you yep. get a few indies and Halo. Gears. Oh, and Gears of War, yeah. Yeah, what? Yeah. Um, the only kind of cool thing that came out of that was that apparently Gears Ultimate Edition is coming to PC, which means we get to play Gears 1 on PC again, only hopefully not Ooh. running like shit this time. Yeah, the hopefully last, not. The last port was fucking awful, so hopefully did anyone, when they Did anyone, when they showed the Gears trailer, immediately miss the other characters? Like, I was like, none. I'm not interested in anything Marcus, these characters Marcus are doing. isn't here, I don't give a fuck. I was like, Where's if, the coal train? If, yeah. Yeah, I was like, if these guys get killed... By this monster in this like horror demo, I'm totally okay with that because I just don't give a shit. I, I just like, don't give a shit about Gears of War. I never have. Like it's it's a it's a chest high wall shooter. Yeah, it's a good chest high really wall shooter, it. but that is all it is. Like, yeah, it's like it was cool, but I was like, eh, I'd rather play something else. Here we go. See, there's this the load little... time of that fucking thing. Jesus. There's my little vault. <laughs> I was also gathering all my resources. Uh, that vault okay. looks almost identical to mine. <laughs> yeah. Like, it makes no point. There's no point in expanding past this yet. Like, no, no, there isn't. <laughs> I haven't used that, but, and yeah, in my original vault, I was like expanding so fast, and then it was like, you don't it have collapses. enough electricity. Yeah. You don't have enough people <laughs> running anything to gain resources very fast. So I was like, fuck. Anyways, I, my okay, happiness hi. plummeted to about 10% because I didn't have enough water, and everyone was get, drinking radiated water. So they were just like, I've got to now produce 50 radaways in order to actually Aww. fix this. I've got to do it manually Shit. on each little fucking thing. So that was oh, fun. Man. But yeah, once you get to like a certain balance in that game, you don't even feel like growing anymore. No. But, uh, yeah. It doesn't seem like the other buildings are that interesting either. It seems like, oh, once you get this building, it's a nuclear power plant, so you get more power. It's like, but that's it. Like, 
It's <laughs> what, what's the end game all? here? It's like there isn't one. Basically, reach two hundred people and not die. Yeah. Like, oh god, really? Is that it? Maybe they'll enhance it later. Maybe they'll add new content and a proper end game to it. But as it stands, I'm just like I'm going through the motions with that fucking thing. What else was in the Microsoft conference that was? Um, uh, of course, rare. The rare collection looks pretty fucking legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All over that. Just the chance to play Jet Force Gemini on a controller that is not designed for aliens would right? be great. Yes, that would be good. I yeah. want to play Ukulele, the game that's not actually with Microsoft. But oh, the yeah, the Kickstarter one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Banjo Kazooie. Like... I want to play the Pirates game. Oh, see, oh my God, I want to play that <laughs> so badly. It's so cute. I want to <laughs> play it. Agreed. Agreed. Mm -hmm. I'm happy that Rare's making a new like... game. Pirates. Yeah. That looks like a lot of fun. Hopefully, yeah, I like the idea that you can make a crew and just sail the sea and be awesome. Totally. I was like, ah, oh, I'm totally into that. Like, just yeah, having sure. a group of friends that all run a pirate ship together, like, yeah. sounds awesome. That would be cool. I've got, I'm going to um, be honest. I was waiting for the outrage when they um, were sending the only black crew member to walk the plank. I was like, oh, God, someone's going to get upset about this. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it didn't happen. So there you go. I was pleasantly surprised by the internet for a change. It was great. Yeah, internet. Uh, yeah, I, I think that was kind of it for Xbox, wasn't it? Like, yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. There wasn't yeah. really. Because most of the stuff they showed at other things. Well, it's like, yeah, Rise of the Tomb Raider. I'm like, okay, it looks like Tomb Raider. All right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, the only thing I remember about EA is looking at my phone and tweeting out a thousand Pele! Pele! Did they? Yeah. I haven't watched that conference yet. I'm going to eventually redub it. Is it half sports again? Um, they brought they, out they Pele. went back and forth. They yeah, they switched between Pele, it. They didn't and that do was all sports the slowest part of the whole thing. Oh, um, I, I got to bad, see but... Pele in the flesh. We got to see Pele in the Brendan flesh. I have a, a bond with Pele, and we get <laughs> yeah. to see him. And and we, I, I don't remember. Not, I don't know what the fuck he said. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. What happened to him. <laughs> but we breathed all I know is his I tweeted air. selfies with me and Pele. Oh because we were in the front row, and I was like, <gasps> oh yeah, I don't, I don't know what the hell he said. But yeah, um, it's just like I scored goals a lot, and I was like, yeah, you they, do it, Pele. They uh, <laughs> they swip swapped this year. They were smart, so they would do like one game that wasn't sports, then one game that was, then one ah. game that wasn't, then one game yeah. that was. Instead so of that, that twenty-five like, minute sports section that yeah, had the so last that you time, you wouldn't yeah. just be like, "Well, I'm gonna go to Subway, I guess." Oh yeah, this will be over. Like, and then in an they hour. had uh, at the start the of it, he's like, "Don't worry, Battlefront. We're gonna be talking about Battlefront." Oh, yeah. I've been up the entire time. Yeah, yeah. it's like the you are gonna stay here for the love of God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the best the best part for me the two best parts one hearing that uh, star wars old republic next expansion is literally single player it's just story mode and i was like holy shit you finally yeah. gave us what everyone wanted i thought i thought of you when they said that. The i was so place. excited i was like oh thank you and then uh hoop god or whoever the hell that was hoop god oh, i love that guy god. yeah based hoop god no one had a clue bea <laughs> was like no, bring up Hoop God. And everyone's like, who the fuck is Hoop God? <laughs> yeah, I looked him up later and he has like 200 followers. I was like, what the fuck? It's probably Twitter guy? verified. It's probably <laughs> I bet he is. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they showed off some cool technology. I think the stuff they're using with the EA sports games is cool. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't have a desire to play NBA, but okay. I'll play Madden. I, they let, I'll scan my face in. I can coach a football team. Yay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll stick with Blood Bowl. Pele showed up and spent like 30 minutes talking about his life. 
And and yeah. the one thing that I think was interesting is if you watch the video and TV, you need to highlight this. You need to highlight it. Maybe they cut it out of the like actual broadcast. But when Pele, you know a dude's about it's to get Pele, fired. Pele, by the way, you bastard Americans. You mean Pele? Pele. It doesn't Pele. matter. Pele, what the fuck are you on about? <laughs> so when he leaves, so when he leaves the stage, the dude who interviewed him turns to the to the crowd and goes like that. And it was one of those things. that was like, dude, you just got your ass fired. Like you don't do that. Like he just like even he knew it was a bad interview, and he was like, Ugh. Yeah. If they showed that on the stream, talk about oh, games God. or anything, it's just him talking to pay. Like, I don't, well, I don't know I why mean, they did that. They, I mean, that's it's the same reason when they invited the dude from the Need to Speed, uh, Need for Speed movie last year, and he was like, "I like cars, they're cool." <laughs> like, yeah, all right, we know you don't. Every have time they bring Lots a celebrity up cars. on the screen, pretty much any time they were doing a car game in any of these press conferences, it was a car with like droplets of water. And I was like, yeah. come on, wet cars? Wet cars? It's always wet cars, because wet cars yeah. are the most impressive looking things. Like, I guess look so. at weather. Weather, 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 weather effects. Yeah. You know, that's what they used yeah. to impress everybody. Or let's suspend a car from the ceiling and bring it down, like circus <laughs> style, like they did in the Microsoft conference. Like, yeah, okay, we that's get all it. You like CEOs, Ford. like, the, like all the people who just like, whoa, the car. Oh, they love that oh. shit, yeah. The guys <laughs> in the suits, the guys who were all in the CEO section, applauded the loudest every time there was a car game. They fucking yep. love cars. I was like, all right, I that's guess like that's the why cars they do that I shit, have. <laughs> it's like all the 50 cars I have in my garage. Yeah, it's like I've got the whole roster <laughs> here. It's like it, you're playing bingo with it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, then there's the mobile lady that came out. She's like, mobile gaming is the biggest gaming thing right now. Holy and shit. I was like, everyone in the audience was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, God. No. <laughs> it's like, newsflash, the people watching this are not the people that play mobile games. No, they are not. They're <laughs> certainly, you know, I mean, I, I guess it's just for the five investors in the back of the room that are just yep. busily scribbling notes away. And everyone else is <laughs> yep. like, please kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> so we've brought to you mobile uh, movie games based on movies it's just oh like, great uh, that's guaranteed to be fantastic <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean it was so good when he brought them to console like <laughs> and they showed a uh, plants vs zombies 2 yes oh, God, that you was can play as the zombies everyone. now yeah yeah zombies versus the guy came out. yeah the guy <laughs> the guy in the suit who marches out on stage and they uh, whatever song they were playing like how are the danger zone they played danger shit. zone yeah. yeah like he's coming out like doing this like strut walk <laughs> And no one, in the, everyone in the crowd's like looking at their phones. Like, no oh, that's one sad. Like, I'd have applauded that. I would have. Yeah. Nobody cared. That's it was the kind so of sad. shit that I will go, yeah, for. <laughs> Nobody He's cared. very excited, though. He's just like, yeah. And EA at the EA booth, when you went there and you went to like booth tours and stuff, they hyped. They're like, go play, go play Garden Warfare. And everyone that I saw who was in line in front of me was like, uh, can we do anything else besides that? Why? Garden Warfare's really fucking good. What the hell's wrong with you? Oh, I didn't I, like I, Garden Warfare. I like Garden Warfare. It's a good game. And then yeah, uh, Ubisoft. Yes. Uh, also known as Aisha Taylor Ubisoft. Dank Meme Fest 2015. <laughs> <laughs> Man, she embraces that shit so much. I'm totally yeah. on board. She's like, fuck it. I'm just going to make memes. I, like, all right. Uh, uh, I, I, was, I was trying to disappear inside my own mouth at that point. Like, I was just, like, trying to get in. <laughs> Please let me get away from this. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's very silly to watch every year. But, like, yeah, it's, like, this weird combination of cringe plus kind of funny. Plus, yeah. like, she really is. Well, that is, is like, Aisha Taylor in a nutshell. I mean, you yeah. got it. Tyler. It's, it's Tyler, isn't it? It's not Aisha Taylor, right? Aisha I Tyler. just know her from Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Okay. She's, she's 
she's just an archer for me. That's all I know. Lana! Lana! Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> Danger zone! Uh, Stupid series. I love <laughs> every I love episode of it. <laughs> Stupid series. So good. So good. Um, yeah, so the thing that I liked most about Ubi was uh, South Park. Holy shit, I'm excited for a new one. The fucking name <laughs> of that game is fucking <laughs> hilarious. The, the fractured yes, butthole. The fractured oh, butthole. It, took, <laughs> it took me a moment to get that. I'm like, ah. That's yeah, so good. <laughs> oh, that was just. Uh, God. Assassin's Creed. I mean, I even got to play it. I. It felt like Assassin's Creed. It always fucking does. <laughs> so, I like the setting. So, like, Victorian London. Okay, cool. Potential there, but it seems like an Assassin's Creed game. Yep. Uh-huh. All right, yep. then. They need to do Jesse said some to Eevee do. footage, so. They would, Jesse said they need to make Assassin's Creed like World War II. I've been you saying that for years. Hitler. One day they'll, they will. They'll get there. They'll get there. <laughs> One day yeah. they will. I don't, I, I don't know if they will, though. Like, will they focus on firearms that much? Like, I mean, because, I mean, every game that's actually done firearms in the Assassin's Creed series has been very basic in that regard. And it seems like if you... Because they already made Assassin's Creed World War II. It's called the Saboteur. You know, and it's pretty good, and it, I don't think they could make a better one than that. Mm. We'd have to change They'll things around sure so much. Try. Doesn't matter. You just got to go to D-Day, kill a bunch of people, and you go kill Hitler. That's all that matters. Yeah, you just run, running so in the white cloak through <laughs> up the beach, like <laughs> somehow you, jumping off a bullet. So cool. In my mind, I've had that cutscene for three years. <laughs> the opening cutscene of the game, where the doors come down. And he just has his hood up, and there's all these normal soldiers and him with the hood up, and he starts running up the beach, doing flips and twirls, and the Nazis are like trying to shoot him with machine guns. And like what the fuck? <laughs> Maybe it's like that story of the of the Scotsman that literally went onto the D-Day uh, beach with uh, bagpipes, and they refused to shoot him because like he's fucking crazy. Fuck that. We'll shoot someone else. <laughs> That's, I'm telling you, I want that. Because, like, everyone's like, oh, shit. And then he's the guy who, like, blows up the bunkers. Like, I, it's in my brain, that scene. And I imagine it's as it ridiculous as it sounds. work in any way. I mean, it's completely ridiculous, like you said. He's just flipping and twirling, <laughs> jumping over guys. Stupid as shit. Oh, God. And, and it wouldn't surprise me if they did it at some point. Like, it really wouldn't. I want that so badly. You have no clue how silly that would be. Oh, dear. Oh, God. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, is trying there anything else? else was Ubisoft? Ubisoft. I mean, because we already talked uh, about the division. Where was Horizon? Was Horizon? Horizon was the PlayStation conference. That's right. It's. I mean, it looks colorful and interesting and cybernetic dinosaurs. Why? But I don't care why. But gameplay wise, some people have made the uh, argument that it's apparently a little bit more like Monster Hunter than it is like Tomb Raider. Because when I watched that. The gameplay footage, I'm like, this is Tomb Raider, but with cyber dinosaurs. Oh, for me, it felt like a combination of Monster Hunter, but also Witcher. Right. It felt kind of like that, just looking at it. For what thing, I was told the after think... the conference is it's quite open world, like, and it doesn't have any tutorials, like, just go, go, go do shit. The thing that I think will make or break that game is the number of times you encounter giant shit. Right. Like, mm -hmm. after a while, giant, like... The giant shit in that is really impressive, but after X number of times, that T-Rex robo-dinosaur is going to get fucking old. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm like, if they make it at key points in the game, then that's fucking awesome. But if it's one of those things like, yeah, you just kill those things all the time, it's like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it needs to be a situation where you round a corner and you're like, oh, fuck! Like, 
you don't always see them. They're yeah, rare. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. But okay. other than that, I think like the setting and the world and this sort of like robo animal thing, even the the, the character, because you can see she's like has that sort of like Native American, like I'm going to kill you, but I'm going to honor you kind of deal. Like, thank you for sacrificing your life to me, robo animal. Like there's a weird, like cool world there yeah. that I just yeah. love. And I yeah. hope it is awesome. I hope it's a fucking awesome game. Yes. But we'll see. Yeah, I hope so. It's, it's nice to see a little bit of a new IP from Gorilla as well. It's like, you've been making Killzone mm-hmm. for about 10 years now. Uh, yeah. You want to do something else? I was like, yes, we fucking do. Something, Where do I something sign Something that up? looks really different, too. Yeah, very true. Nice. I mean, Killzone, for the most part, with the exception of uh, the newest one, was uh, was quite drab. You know, Killzone 2, I remember, as being gray, the video game. Uh, was uh, I mean, I guess we should talk about Sony, shouldn't we? If we're getting onto that, yeah. So yeah. there was the three big things. Obviously, the, the first thing that everyone is just blowing their loads over is the Final Fantasy VII remake. Right. We got no gameplay footage. We just got a really impressive looking CG trailer, and then everyone lost their shit. Look, guys, it doesn't fucking matter what you think. All you need to do is buy it because they've officially said if it sells well, they're remaking five and six. They'll do so six. Fucking, yeah. So fucking just buy the game, okay? So I can get six, you sons of bitches. I don't care what you think. That's all I want. I think most people are going to because some. Uh, I'd say quite a lot of people got on the train just too late to really play Final Fantasy VII. I could go and play the PC version, but that game is old. It is that is it, an old game now. It did now. not age well in no. at all. Most PlayStation <laughs> One games didn't. You know, it, it looks awful these days, and it doesn't play that well either. So it, it, yeah, I mean, it's one of those remakes that makes a lot of sense in my mind. Yeah, and I will play it absolutely. And here's what I imagine: it's just going to be cosmetic, a few changes here and there, but. If it's the same combat mechanics, the same like that's a lot of time that they don't have to like invest in fixing that shit. I'm totally yeah. okay with. I'm to- like just give us the old gameplay, but make it look beautiful. Make it look beautiful. That's literally all I want to, yeah. There are rumors uh, that they're changing the combat system. Rumors. Like how? Like mm, We don't know. Not it's literally shit. just rumors that they're gonna fuck with it. I hope that it's still turn based. I don't like rumors. No. <laughs> rumors. Yeah. Rumors. Rumors. I, I, I think it'll be what I what I want to experience is I want like younger kids or people who never played Final Fantasy to go through this story. And what I hope is that they don't change the emotional moments where yeah. it's like at the end of disc one, the fact that it's a black screen and you have to insert disc two, there's yeah. like a five or six minute period of dead silence. And it's so needed in your life at that moment. That's yeah. just like, the fuck? Yeah. And I feel like they need to have like either end of chapter one or like something there that's just a black screen. Hmm. For sure. I totally agree. <coughs> yeah. So I have no doubt they're going to change something. As to what they're going to change, we don't know yet. We just don't. I'm working on my own Final Fantasy, the non-content RPG, an RPG <laughs> maker. It's going to be great. It's true. I'm it's sure supposed it to be out by uh, January of this year, but I uh, got sick and had some uh, intense story ideas right? I had mm-hmm. to implement yeah. and some do, bugs do you need I had some more, to correct. Do you need some more right? Patreon funding to make this work? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we're going to need another Kickstarter for at least a couple, <laughs> <laughs> a couple million that might get yeah. us through the 
a hard time. Speaking of a couple of million Kickstarter, uh, Shenmue 3. That yeah. was oh, yeah. the weirdest fucking moment of that entire conference. That probably was the, super weird, yeah. Yeah, probably the weirdest moment of E3 in general. Because, and it's getting weirder. Because what we, we got, went out of that conference making an assumption. And that assumption was this. The reason they're allowed on stage... One, there's no way they're kickstarting enough money to actually make Shenmue 3. The original Shenmue cost $47 million to make, and that was back yes. then. You know, So it may cost even more now. They're making it in Tokyo, basically the most expensive city in the world, and they're mm -hmm. making a fucking open world game with the amount of detail that requires a huge team. There's no way yes. they can fund that via Kickstarter. So the assumption is this. The Kickstarter is there to prove interest to Sony, and then Sony will fund the rest. But... This is where shit's getting weird, because now what we're hearing is that Sony is actually not, and that Yu Suzuki, who is a fucking legend, by the way, like, mm -hmm. incredible legend, specifically said in his AMA that he did on Reddit that they're looking to... that They're looking to get 10 million, and they are looking to get... The vast majority of the funding from Kickstarter, not from Sony. Which is absolutely bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Bonkers. Do you think assets have already been developed? Like, this game is almost done kind of shit? Well, I think assets have been developed, but they're probably developed for the fucking Dreamcast or the original Xbox. You know, that's because Shenmue was supposed to be several parts. Yeah, we got Shenmue 1 on Dreamcast. Shenmue 2 hit Dreamcast in Japan and Europe, I believe. It wasn't available in America because Xbox got an exclusivity deal, which meant that you could only get it on Xbox in America. Then pretty much the whole franchise died. It was a super expensive franchise. At the time, Shenmue was one of the most, if not the most ambitious video game ever made. It was awesome. It was. It cool. was. It, the detail in Shenmue is fucking mind-blowing for the time. It really is. And it still looks pretty fucking good to this day. That's why it cost a lot of money. Right. But it's, you know, they're talking about stretch goals. I mean, they're saying, look, at 10 million, it's going to be like a fully featured open world. I was like, but... Hang on a minute, but is Sony? I mean, is Sony not funding you? I mean, I mean, are you will are you willing to settle for a lesser game? I mean, is this the situation right. here? Because originally, when they went out on stage, it's like we need you to make Shenmue happen. I'm like, okay. And then there were interviews afterwards, which indicated no, Sony's gonna Sony's gonna help out. So we didn't really need you. And now it's like, no, we do, we really do. So I'm just like, yep, yeah, bouncing backwards and forwards here, which it is it might true. be PR company. At the same, like, like there might be two different voices here. Like, one is the voice of like, "Oh yeah, no, we totally need you in order to garner interest, in order to get Sony on board," right. and the other one might be the, "Oh no, no, we're just doing this for the thing because they're trying to," because those guys know something else. That it's, it sounds like there's two different voices here, and they're both probably trying to spin it their own way, in order to yeah. you know appease someone yeah. higher up. So there was confirmation, if I believe, if I recall correctly. Yeah, there was a video with uh, Giant Bomb. Uh, Sony, uh, John Drake from Sony said that Sony are not the only ones providing additional funding. So they are providing some funding, but there was also a translated article from GameSpark in Japan that suggested that there was um, some independent fundraising for YSNet coming in, which is Yu Suzuki Net. Um, mm -hmm. So there's some other funding coming from somewhere that might not be Sony. 
So right. it's a very odd situation where it's an amalgamation of a bunch of different funds from a bunch of different places, but they're specifically saying the scope of this game is determined by the Kickstarter, by you, not by our other funding methods, which is fucking bizarre. Yeah. It's really weird. Uh, yeah, that whole thing was very strange to have somebody come out and be like, we're doing a Kickstarter. It's like, hmm... <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> yeah. They're almost at the skill muted. You're skill muted. tree. Well, especially, sorry, I was coughing my lungs out. Um, oh. Especially <laughs> at the, like, I imagine culturally, it must be very interesting to see, like, a legend in Japanese game making come out and be like, I need your help for X and Y. Like, yeah. I imagine it's not the first like time we've seen thing. it. I mean, Mighty Number no. Nine was a similar situation, but Yu Suzuki is even more storied than this guy. Yu Suzuki yeah. is maybe one of the greatest living game directors ever. And if you don't know what he does, his career, I mean, it's ridiculous. He is credited on so many games. Like, fuck, he was, uh, was Afterburner, Super Hang On, Outrun. Uh, you know, those uh, Daytona USA, Virtua Fighter, Virtua Racing, Virtua Cop. Uh, he was even involved in some Sonic stuff, Fighting Vipers, uh, Shenmue, of course, Shenmue 1 and 2. It, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. He's so, so talented. But it is weird. Sorry. He came out hat in hand. And that was yep. really weird to watch. A lot, just to, to go back just a step, a lot of people are tweeting me and saying that... Uh, as far as the FF7 remake goes, um, apparently they've said multiple times now that they are changing the story even because they don't see the point in making the exact same game, which upsets uh, my heart so much. <laughs> for me, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. Change the but... fucking story. No. <laughs> but it, it, I guess to what degree will they change it? Cloud yeah. and his sister Lightning. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> you just killed Final Fantasy out. in one sentence. <laughs> you just killed it. It's dead. Dead. I don't want to live in this world. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Chat wants to kill you now. <laughs> oh, fuck. The minute they say we're going to change something, that's all automatically what I think. Because they throw her in everything now. It's like, yeah, no All right, here's it. what happens. Nobody Cloud dies two hours into the game. Main character is Vanille for the rest of the game. <laughs> great. Just great. <laughs> you know, the only change that I would accept is if they added the Crisis Core story to it and flushed out I, I can't imagine. I, I imagine more. they would. They've got to do that. Like, that's literally the only change I would accept. Like, they flushed out Cloud's story more and made it make a little more sense when you get to the end of the game. Like, who Sephiroth really is. But Sephiroth, that, like... Get this. Sephiroth is wacker. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or, or... Actually a mogul. <laughs> all, all, all you need to know is, I want the scene where Cloud dresses up as a woman. I yep. want the scene where Cloud and Barret go on a date at the Golden yep. Saucer. I yep. want all the scenes that are ridiculous. I want the scene where the old man is trying to, like, bang Tifa... He's like, come on, baby. Like, all the things that made that game silly as shit better be updated in HD. They did. So, uh, they were said in an interview yeah. that they're not like eliminating the silly stuff. Yeah, so, you know, 
Hopefully they won't. And I certainly hope it's like, I'm offended. Please let's not have that ruin that. You know, let's please. No, 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 no. Yeah. So that. So yes, Shenmue thing was kind of weird. Final Fantasy VII, pretty exciting. And then, of course, the third elephant in the room going by the, well, third giant eagle in the room, The Last Guardian. That game, the graphics of that game do not look as good as I wanted them to look. They don't look like a PlayStation 4. They do look like, they look like the best looking PS3 game ever made. But they they do look look like like a game that was promised to us years ago. Yes. And we never got. They do look like the spiritual successor to Shadow of the Colossus. Yes. For sure. And I'm okay with that. It's not, it's not that it looks bad. I was just like, this game looks like it was started a long time ago, which it was. Well, yeah. I mean, if you watch the, the, the footage from the last time they showed it, it looks pretty similar. It's been polished a little bit, but it still looks pretty similar. Yeah. But yeah, the it, lo- it looks like they've done some stuff to it to make it look more stylized to cover up the fact that it looks older. Yeah. Is what it looks like. You're like, oh, I'm, right. I'm okay with it looking older. I, I I still think Shadow of the Colossus, even the original PS2 version, so is one good. of the most beautiful oh, games ever made. Absolutely. Even yeah. before they did the HD pass on it, which actually didn't improve it that much. I've got to be frank, but it's. I mean, that game just has a a fairly timeless aesthetic and so does Ico. Mm-hmm. So they're kind you of can buy both together with... just yeah. in case you weren't aware. They yeah. come in a combo pack now. Yeah, so... and if you don't already own that for PS3, you're insane. Go and go and get the Ico and uh, Shadow of the Colossus HD pack. It's just yes. fucking great. But I mean, I'm I'm still I'm still looking forward to at least like seeing what happens with it. I probably won't play it because it's puzzles and <laughs> I fucking hate puzzles. But apparently the bird is going to be is going to act like an actual animal, and apparently they pre-recorded the shit with it because the, the animal is unpredictable. And if the animal decided to fuck around, then it was going to make the presentation really bad. So right. they, they they took a few passes at it and took the one that looked the best, and then they showed us that one. Interesting. Speaking yeah. of pre-recorded, Uncharted um, Four. <laughs> yeah, no, no, Uncharted Four. That was not pre-recorded. Here's the thing. <laughs> Every I talked to three devs, all of them were positive it was pre-recorded, and now I'm like, is this some like next level conspiracy shit where they faked a game not working to make it look like it was being played live when it was oh, clearly pre-recorded? I, uh, well, I mean that's possible, weird but possible. It doesn't make any sense to the me. St- why they would it doesn't do that, make any uh, sense to me someone, either. Someone, uh, someone, I think actually might have been Kotaku dug into the story behind that because you know it's completely fucking irrelevant, but it's interesting anyway. Yeah. And the, it was that it was supposed to be a live stage demo, and somehow like the controller didn't connect properly to the machine, which is why the guy, you know, Nathan was standing around for thirty seconds. So they restarted it, pulled from a secondary feed, which is like their backup. If shit breaks, we play the pre-recorded thing. Mm. Which, oh, considering the quality level of the gameplay, which is usually never that good on a stage demo. Because that guy was driving like a maniac, he was hitting everything, he wasn't running into walls, which if he was playing live on stage, you would have expected him to. It looked like they showed backup footage. Right. For what I can tell. So it was a combination of the two. Yes. It was going to be a live demo, but... I like the conspiracy more. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. there is actually... I mean, it's one of those kind of few Kotaku articles that are like so interesting, because Patrick Klepek wrote it, so you you know it's good. But... If you go go read that, because he actually investigated it, and it's just it's just a really interesting little story, like of something going wrong and what they had to do about it. So there you go, right. it's kind of neat. Uh, but uh, apparently, yeah. uh, according to that, apparently it was, uh, yeah. Some people were saying it's actually not pre that that was not pre recorded. 
but I don't I don't know at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will say I still fucking love every one of those characters. Hearing Sully be Sully Ah, sorry, I got confused. All right. I understand. There was a video backup, but apparently that was the third stage of failure. So they, they had a backup PS4 to play it on, and if that didn't that was work, then they had the, it was apparently. Then they had the video backup, apparently. So they I don't believe it. I don't right, believe it. That, that was it. I got confused. Conspiracy okay. still it's exists. All up. It's all conspiracy set up. still exists. They wanted How to play convenient. the backup videos. He was so good, wasn't he? That's impressive. That's impressive. You're a pretty good driver. I'll give you credit for that. Okay. Uh, was there anything else but, at Sony that sort of that really? I mean, I, we saw a little bit more No Man's Sky, I suppose. I everyone yeah. was so fucking excited for that damn game. I'm still entirely unhyped. Zero hype here. I just can't get behind it. It's it, just the scope seems so ridiculous that I don't know if it's ever yeah. going to work out. Like yeah. I've been burned before with sport. I don't trust these kind of things anymore. Yeah, I like. I can't wrap my mind around because apparently like they've claimed that they've turned evolution into a program, right? So like each of the planets has their own form of evolution based on like what sort of gases and things are randomized on the planet and what can live and what can't live and things like that. And that's how they're making it so that every single planet would be completely different. But I'm like, that's I don't know. Pretty ambitious for a small that team. That seems you got there. really ambitious with a tiny team. Yeah, I'm yep. like, really? Because you because I remember what your last game was, and I loved it, and I'll shill it to Kingdom Come. It was called Joe Danger the Movie, and it was a little 2D stuntman <laughs> game, and it was fucking brilliant. But now you're saying, here's the universe. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this like is... an unended exploration of like, I can hop on any time and find a new thing. Yeah. But uh, what what gets me is like I can find a new thing. Yes, but for what purpose? Because it seems to me like you get units which can be spent to kind of upgrade your ship, to 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 upgrade your ship again, to upgrade your ship again. You know, it's like I yeah. I know the point is to get to the center of the galaxy, but what else will there be to do? Is it simply visit a planet, upload, visit a planet, upload? Just be like exploration yes. fun. Like I just want to explore a lot or like see what's new. But I, I feel don't see like a point in exploring only... if there's nothing to do. But I like exploring if there's nothing to do. Okay. That's well, why I like well. MMORPGs. There's nothing to do in that. Exactly. So. I just like running around and exploring stuff. But it's like, it, there's got to be a point where like you explore and then you start seeing stuff that you've seen before just in a different way. That's what I'm wondering if it is like, oh, I've seen these trees before on this other world. Or like, I've seen these monsters before, but on this well, other world. Saying that, just... that, like their hype is that it's not going to ever be that way. Like every time you visit another planet, it'll, it'll be different. Yeah, I don't believe it when I see it. Yeah, I don't think that's possible. Yeah. I don't think it's possible either. I believe when I see it. And so well, I think people like Krendor are gonna exist for the whole reason of like, on planet AB four and planet two six nine four, the trees look <laughs> the exact same. <laughs> I will. I'll just explore in that game because that's all I care about. I just want to see cool stuff. But I guarantee there'll be parts where you're just like this is kind of like this other thing now that's like it's starting to repeat itself yep but i hope not that'd be cool okay was there anything else in the sony conference that caught anyone's eye don't think so, think so. No. Yeah. only disney infinity 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Okay. That's, yeah. That was yeah. brutal. All like right. I was. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, uh, I think I think that's kind of about it, isn't it? Yeah. With uh, I mean, there's there's the Screenix conference, but no. that's the Screenix no. conference. <laughs> There was Nintendo, but Nintendo really didn't have anything except for yeah, like, I mean, play Metroid it, without Metroid. Yeah, it was like Screenix so. versus Nintendo for world's worst conference ever. You know, Nintendo really dropped yeah. the ball this time. There's, there's Mario no Tennis. The the rumor that we heard <laughs> on the show floor was, and this again, it's just a rumor. But since we're talking about rumors today, the rumor we heard on the show floor is the that they were going to announce uh, some game at the end Zelda? of the Nintendo. Was it Zelda? Some game was yeah, going to be announced at the Zelda press conference. But because of the um, stock prices or some bullshit stock reason, they decided to scrap it and wait till the next announcement. Huh. Apparently, Nintendo doesn't care as much about E3 as all the other people. Like, they have their own, like, big Japan <laughs> conference. It was very, that they care very obvious that Squeenix and uh, Nintendo and, like, a few of the other companies were like, we'll either see you at Tokyo Game Show or Gamescom. Like, we don't give a shit yeah. about E3. It was yeah. real. Well, even Microsoft held back three of their biggest titles for Gamescom. They, they didn't show any scale down, any crackdown, or any quantum break. And those are like three really big games for that system. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was interesting that, that, that yeah, I, I think Nintendo and Squeenix were like, we're a slave for Tokyo Game Show. And Microsoft was like, see you at Gamescom. Did anyone see the PC show? No. I watched bits I... of it. I am, right. Some people found this show cringeworthy. In many ways, I actually found this show to be the best presentation of the what lot. What was this? So PC gaming. One. Yeah. So Day Nine hosted this thing. PC. It was like a, a basically an alliance of kind of PC uh, companies hosted a show which was much more laid back. Like there weren't people on stage, and there weren't, the razzle dazzle wasn't there. It was Day Nine at a desk, them sitting in a chair doing sort of kind of casual laid back interviews, some jokes. Yeah. So Bill, it's like it, it was late night with Day Nine. It's like yeah, it was. <laughs> it was like a talk show. And I actually, it was, a, the problem with it, other than the length, which was excessive, it was like two and a half hours long, is that they didn't really show anything mind-blowing. Like, they showed, oh, the guy who made Elite, Dave Braben, is releasing a uh, theme park game, which I'm kind of, that's cool. But a lot of what they showed there was stuff that was, we already knew about, so they didn't really have anything mind-blowing to show. But I loved the format. Cut that format down to about an hour and a half, Make sure that the people you bring on are really interesting, they're not awkward, and you can get some good banter going. And yeah. some people didn't like the uh, AMD part. I actually thought the AMD part, uh, the CEO of AMD, she was pretty funny. I actually, I thought she was really comfortable on stage. I thought she was pretty great. Uh, but I, I like the format. I think it's a step in the right direction. It was really fresh compared to everything else, like the big standard E3 big box presentation style. It was. It, I, I liked it. I, I would be cool with that. I'd like mm. to see more of that. Just make it more interesting. Make sure you actually have content to show. Right. But it was overall pretty good. Hashtag have a wank. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing, fuck apparently. That. Fuck you, Dan. <laughs> I saw the. Uh, We're going to get you back for that. <laughs> yeah. I saw the Ark Survival booth. Ark oh, Ark Survival had a booth? <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess like they now have thing. a bazillion dollars from early access funding, There's so like they can afford it. Thing. I mean, I enjoyed that game for a bit. Was the booth I played... a dinosaur? A I giant dinosaur? <laughs> I wish. Well, they just had like a little thing. Oh, a little Plus, dinosaur. Like, hey. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> a little dinosaur. Could you ride it? Ark, is... Ark reminds me of Rust, but with dinosaurs. 
That's like well, that's going to be successful. <laughs> it's like it's one of those games where I was like, "Hey, this is really fun," and then we were playing as me, JP, G Martin, Benji, and then Sam was like, "Yeah, I'll play with you guys." Then he waited, meant like went and made his own thing. We were like, "Thanks, Sam." And then <laughs> JP was well, like, Sam's up, "Sam and JP have played about fifty hours of that fucking game already." I've played forty hours. Sam's played about one hundred and eighty. What? Yeah. 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 There's no, a point like, he would play all day. <laughs> all day he'd play, uh, yeah. sleep for five hours, and then play again. Oh my god. That's yeah. Sam. And it so... must be nice not to have a real job. <laughs> and I say that as someone who doesn't have a real job. <laughs> but uh, I played Some of us have to make videos, you fuck. What do I'm you do? I'm not saying I watched Dodger scold him, but at one point I watched Dodger scold him. <laughs> and it was yeah. the most precious fucking thing I've ever seen. So there's like uh. a level cap to the game. So they're like, you can't get rocket launchers right away. You got to hit like level 60 or whatever. But then it adds like an M like an RPG element, like an MMO grinding element. And then me and JP were just power leveling. And then we hit like 35 and JP was like, F this shit, I'm done. I can't But it grind. has permadeath, right? Yeah. Yes. Why the fuck would you ever invest that much time in a character only have permadeath? I can kind of well, get it with DayZ because level. there's no leveling, you know? It but keeps leveling the level and then permadeath is fucking stupid. No, it keeps the level you have. Oh, like, it does? Okay, then it's yeah, not it's as server fucking based, stupid then. But okay. you lose All your right. shit. But the thing is, if they wipe, like, since it's so early, if they wipe, like, we made a huge patch, we gotta wipe, then you gotta re-level. Oh, fuck And then that. it's like, yeah, I'm like... Mm. That's why you just don't play early access games. The wipes... I mean, hell, that almost put me up here as the storm for life, and that wasn't even... They only wiped that, like, twice. <laughs> yeah. I remember when the wipe uh, Hearthstone, I was crying. <laughs> but... So bad. I don't know. They may have, like, made it so it doesn't now. Either way, I just... I play that game, and it's like, you get dinosaurs. They take, like, eight hours to train, and then you get... They get killed fast. Or it was like, we got a T-Rex, now I just walk around killing everything, and it's, like, really easy. I don't know. I don't. Maybe I don't care as much about dinosaurs, but I had more fun playing, like, Reign of Kings. Because it's just right. kind of really silly and just stupid, and you can rope people up and drop them in the bear pit. And <laughs> <laughs> that's all I did in Reign of Kings. I robbed Games people. Turn you guys into horrible people. I'm oh, absolutely. Really absolutely. Literally every <laughs> single story Sam ever has to tell me about those fucking games. He's like, so I became a slave trader and <laughs> created a pit filled with crocodiles. And, like and I'm like, who the fuck are you? Like, what happens to you when you play these goddamn games? Like when we scream, there will always be like a couple streamer people that show up. Like, can we help? We're like, you're wood, bitch. Go get us wood. And then they go <laughs> chop wood for us. And that's all they do. It's great. <laughs> and they're like, I'm part of the stream. <laughs> <laughs> so we have them get the resources. But Reign of Kings is fun because you just make your own fun. I go rope people up. You know, you rob people. It's silly and weird. And they're adding new stuff. But like Rust and those type, they're like, we're a bit more realistic. Sim. And I'm like, eh, I don't want it to be real. It's like, yeah. But All right. Well, we're pretty much at the end of the show at this point. So I've got one last question for each of you, which is, which you know, what's the standout game from that show for you? Now let's start with Dodger. Uh, game that I enjoyed the most would be Cuphead. Right. Game that surprised me the most would be Blood Bowl Two. Cool. Those were like those were my two like, I walked away really happy with both of those games. Good. Crandall. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd say my favorite game there, obviously Blood Bowl Two. Mm -hmm. It's like it's the one game I played where, like, if they were like, "You have to play this game for the entirety of next week," I'd be like, "All right." Like, <laughs> I oh, can do that. oh yeah, I can stick hundreds of hours yeah. in that fucker. Yeah, 
Like, it was just, it was very polished. It was better than even I thought it would be. Like, I was like, all right, it'll probably be, like, a slightly better thing. Like, I was like, this is really cool. And, like, I forgot to even talk. They had, like, the whole Cabal Vision, like, replay system where if you're playing a game and say you're, like, streaming it, like, people can tune into that stream in their in-game, like, replay viewer and, like, see player stats and, like, cool vision or, like, rewind and stuff. Like, it's really cool. Uh, and yeah, that was definitely my favorite. And then for something that I thought would be cool, uh, or I didn't think would be cool, then it was maybe like, uh, Total War Warhammer. Like, that looks really promising. Like, I'll definitely, like, I'll play that. Like, it looked really cool. But, so, I mean, I guess Warhammer things (laughs) are my favorite from it. But everything else, (laughs) most disappointing, I'd say, was Battlefront, because I was like, I think it would be really cool. And I was like, eh, like, eh. Most people yeah. seem to have the air impression of that. Like, even without the flying, they're like, well, I mean, nice spectacle, but shallow as fuck. Yeah, it felt like Battlefield, but slightly less fun. Because, <laughs> like, I'd probably rather play Battlefield, to be honest. Yeah. So, I don't know. Which it's is, that game. There's a bit of irony in that, because there were people <laughs> like, oh, it's just Star Wars Battlefield. It's like, no, it's not. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> if it was, I think like... people would like it more. It's one of those games where, like, if someone was like, hey, we're going to play some Battlefront, want to play it back? Sure, but, like, I wouldn't go out of my we'll way, like, I'm going to play Battlefront now. Like, yeah. yeah. That's how but. I felt about the other Battlefront games, honestly. It really yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> so. We need a remake of the Lord of the Rings one. There was a Lord of the Rings Battlefront game called Lord mm. of the Rings Conquest, I think. We need that again. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse. Uh, I would say Deus Ex, probably my standout game. I had a ton of fun with that. Uh, the game I'm like really, really excited about was uh, Master Orion. I that hit me out of nowhere. I didn't even expect it to exist. And oh, yeah, Joe was so mad you got to play it, and he didn't. He was pissed. Angry I'm kind of mad that he like, got to play. It. <laughs> I, I, I need to email them. It's like you need, you need to. Hmm. Hmm. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't playable. We just got to like a got dude played it. it for us. Yeah, and did uh, turn one through turn like three, and then he went 50 turns ahead, yeah. and then 300 turns ahead. Mm-hmm. But it looked more civvy than anything else and those are my kind of games so it might make a lot of other people mad but like everything about it they played as a bird race and and you're like guy who talks to you like like yes commander and i was like oh <laughs> yeah. i love you that, that's yeah, that's also right in a nutshell yeah it was so cool figurine guy oh yeah they gave me like the little lizard man figurine like it was it really came out of nowhere and i was like that's my kind of shit i love civ games and now they made master ryan more civvy i'm in i'm totally in so that's Joe I'm like, let's that. go back to the convention. We're gonna have him reset up the booth, and I'm gonna get my figurine and watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was pissed like all night. He's like, God damn it! I can't believe you guys. He's like, I went yeah, to that booth, and I didn't. Joe's know. Joe's big into forex and like turn-based strategy. Yeah. It's maybe not as obvious from watching his channel, but he really is like. The, the mm. first time I went to his house, he demanded I play XCOM multiplayer with him. It's like, <laughs> but that's terrible. It's like I don't fucking care. I'm like, all right, all right. <laughs> I yeah, I will probably is. find five thousand reasons not to like the the new Master of Orion, uh, but I hope that I don't. I really hope that I don't. I, I hope. That I'm it sure there's suck. a lot in there. Not like they didn't. They, it was definitely they showed. So us I played the hundreds of hours of, of Moo Two, and then yeah, and then Moo Three. Moo Three didn't exist. We don't we don't talk about Moo Three. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. But it, it definitely looks. Space. It looks like a super duper reboot, and I was like, I like the direction you're headed. It's a Jesse kind of uh, game, so mm. sign cool. me up. Ah, yep. the revival of Space Forex is happening right now. There's even there's a few games even out at the moment. 
Uh, and I, I obviously wasn't there. So I got shit all to say there. But you agree, <laughs> yeah. Deus Ex yeah. must be awesome. So Well, done. Deus Ex, of course. You know, I mean, it's going to be Deus Ex. And still I'm saying like Cuphead is just fucking beautiful. It's not a genre that I like, but I am yeah. just so impressed by the aesthetic of that game. So that will be very interesting indeed. Yeah, me and Jesse really liked it, but we were bad at it. So we were, I was like, it if someone like was good at games... Bad at it. it looks hard. It looks it's yeah, tough. Like, it's yeah. tough. It is straight up old school video gaming. Like, it yeah. is hard. Yeah. Kanye would have failed at it. <laughs> we probably did. Probably... <laughs> Fucking Kanye got us booted out of the... We were in, like, the super sexy, like, swank press area where it was just us and, like, cameramen. And yeah. we were living it up we had we had women waiting had on air us air conditioning oh yeah oh, and yeah. then fucking they ran like connor was here we were like all right we'll go <laughs> I, I do remember the, the one place i think it was gamescom where we got access to the ea vip area holy fuck like it was like going into a different building that they'd set yep. up inside that was so so nice Crazy. there was also oh my god there was an entrance way to the vip area Filled with like hangers on people, just uh -huh. like people sipping drinks and like leaning on shit. <laughs> I don't know right. what the hell they did. They Not were a all thing. In there. Not a damn thing. <laughs> it was amazing. Yep. I was like, my god, this is. I want this all the time. <laughs> I don't know what this is about. Sign me up. All right, that's our E3 recap show, ladies and gents. Thank you very much for watching, and uh, hopefully we'll have a show next week. We're not sure when yet. It's not going to be Tuesday because I'll be in hospital with the missus. So I'll be there for a couple of days. Uh, but after that, probably like, I don't know, maybe Thursday, Friday of the weekend. We'll keep an eye out and we'll let you know. So just follow us on Twitter. Make sure that you know what's going on. Don't follow Jesse, though. He's verified. You can't trust him. Yeah, it's true. Can't trust I'll him. need you to follow me now. I'm already verified. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit. Fuck all of you. <laughs> Uh, uh, right, well, I guess the only final question to ask would be uh, what's coming up on the channel this week? What's going on, Dodger? Hi, everybody. You can find me on YouTube.com slash continue. We are going to keep playing uh, Reject G Demon Toko. We are going to keep playing Fault Milestone. Uh, my gaming news show comes out tomorrow, so if you want a show that's actually serious and not about butt-touching... <laughs> You can watch that. Once that is a good lie. It's <laughs> a good thing I make. Um, you can find me on twitch.tv slash dexterity bonus. I usually stream like three-ish times a week. So that would be great. And probably going to be just going real ham on Final Fantasy fourteen because I still haven't finished the 2.5 story and I want to play Heaven's Ward. Ugh. And on all the social medias, you can find me at dexbonus, D-E-X-B-O-N-U-S. Thanks for watching, everybody. I got to pee so bad. Crandall. <laughs> Yeah, you can go to youtube.com slash wowcrandor. We got some crazy stuff on there. I went uh, fishing with Ross this week. Uh, Ross from That's Game Grumps. That's crazy. Yeah, crazy stuff. Uh, I also played Empire Earth for a nostalgia trip because I've been so playing that with some that friends. Yeah. yeah, me and like my old friends used to play back like 10 years ago, started playing again. And there's like a patch for it, like Neo EE, where like it creates a multiplayer lobby. So we've just been playing multiplayer games and so fun. Uh, and then I'm doing, I did top 10 ugliest, m like, models in WoW. Like, not, like, models, but, like, player models and, like, monster models and stuff. And there's some pretty bad ones still. So you see that? I'm probably going to make pointless top 10 fires because it's the fire festival this week. 
Uh, <laughs> and then I got me and Jesse eating breakfast, the intense two-part series. Part one, we see uh, me and Jesse, and if we're going to enjoy the breakfast. And part two is our review of said breakfast. Uh, very interesting. Exciting. A lot of thrills were had. Uh, and then I up, just uploaded some Hearthstone Tavern Brawl of me playing it. And I'll probably play the new one that's coming out tomorrow or whenever that's supposed to be. Indeed. So, yeah. Jesse. Uh, well, Crendor and I will probably have day three roundup uh, up tonight. But uh, other than that, I have bronchitis. So <laughs> Not you, much get videos, you get videos whenever the hell you get videos. I can barely talk without coughing. So... I can't. I can't move. I like. I, I, I'm a mess. I'm a fucking mess. If I eat anything, I immediately puke it back up, guys. I'm on water. <laughs> I'm on water and tea at this point, and I'm just dead inside. So I want you to know that when you send me those emails, like, "Where's the fucking videos, asshole?" I hope you get bronchitis. You dick <laughs> exactly. It's um, not my couch and Crendor fault. It's his. Blame him. <laughs> And so, um, yeah, uh, if you want to know when videos will start up again, I would say follow me on Twitter at (laughs) Jesse Cox. Um, I'd say follow everyone else, but they aren't verified. So you don't know you're actually following them. So make sure sure you only follow verified people, guys. Twitter.com slash WowCrender. You guys, you can verify me. I have a picture of myself. I have my name as my at name. I got a profile thing with my email. It's all the f- it fits the things. Wrap it Verify up, guys. Me, Gotta Twitter. pee. Holy shit. <laughs> there. So I want to take a minute to read this 50 minute essay I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> there probably won't be many videos for me at least the first half of the week because, again, going to hospital, scheduled surgery. Uh, Jen has gone for scheduled surgery. Don't worry about it. Nothing life threatening. We knew this was going to have to happen. So, all good. Uh, podcast probably at some point next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.